And again, no music. Everyone else heard it, but you guys don't get to hear it. So no dancing today. No dance dance party. No dance dance revolution. Is that game still popular? With the kids? With our kids. When we were at uh, when we were at um, Anime Bonsai, they had like oh, yeah. three or four of those machines and still kids and full ass grown adults. That like, dude was moving. Yeah, and he was like me. Like I don't know how he was moving. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. This that, that sounds wasn't, really loud. That wasn't the song they were dancing to. Um, how about how about now? Does that sound better? How about now? I meant me. How about no? You're fine. You're fine. Your level's fine. Uh, I think that uh, we had a, a great interview with uh, Ethan uh, Mueller. The uh, chain. I link. like to call him Chain Link. Yeah, good old Chain Link. He is the uh, link. president of the Utah Distillers Guild. We do have a guild of distillers uh, in the state of Utah. So, this being the new Utah podcast, I think it's appropriate that we talk to people who are in charge of said guilds. I'm such a fucking geek. <laughs> he does other things besides. <laughs> he does a lot of other cool stuff. stuff. We should yeah. have named our podcast the New Utah Podcast Guild. What? No. <laughs> but we could do like the Podcasters Guild of Utah or something. But And only have us as members. Well, yeah, because yeah. we're all podcasters. Because <laughs> all us podcasters are making money off this shit. Uh, I mean, we could... There are a few, quite a few podcasts in the state of Utah and some good ones, too. Not just, not just crappy ones. So, um, But anyway, it's enough about that. Did you guys hear there's some big podcast collective thing in like Philadelphia. I think it's in Philadelphia. They usually do it in California. Yeah, there's one out in Philadelphia this year. That's like three hundred dollars Poticon. Yeah. Well it's it is a convention. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. Well I mean look they don't probably have huge corporate sponsorships and or any because they're a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's I, I think there's a lot of a lot of panels and stuff on monetizing podcasts and things like that. And I'm just not there. I like to provide a service uh, to myself, which is to talk on a microphone <laughs> and pretend someone listens. The only confirmed listener that I have, uh, I have Peter, Peter, you know, our uh, our, our feckin friend in, in Scotland or Ireland or whatever fucking place he lives in, uh, whatever feckin place he lives. That's right. Keep it classy. Bitch. Yeah. (laughs) 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 So we've got Peter. Uh, He's got to listen to the show for all the shit he sends us. Uh, And then I know Jen and Derek listen at least while drunk. Uh, I don't know if they ever. While putting their feet in the spa. Yeah, they were also drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if they've listened sober yet. We'll have to find out. I'll have to ask them next time I see them. uh, Usually when they're on. They seem to be fairly sober. Well, they're on the podcast. Yes. And they, they usually participate in our whole podcast. I am disappointed they didn't bring donuts last time, though. Oh, I've had words. Don't worry. Because she <laughs> promised me well, I got a raspberry bread. fritter. I know. But well, then we did have we did get banana, banana bread. bread. That was did good. you see oh, yeah, that, was she, that she posted that she we could do our, our soap making thing? Soap I on did. a rope. Soap on a rope. Be awesome. It'll happen at some point. I'll want to do soap on a rope. I mean, now it feels like winter. We finally got some snow. How about that? That's pretty cool. We got about six, between six and eight inches. We got like between 10 and 12. No, I'd say 12 to 18. Wow. How much you get, Jess? None. 
<laughs> so I got a couple of stories. Okay, that's not true. I probably got like an eighth of an inch. So I go out and, and shovel. Yeah, I got that this morning. Friday night, I go out and shovel because I'm like, mm, it looks like it's calming down. I'm going to go shovel so I don't have to shovel so much in the morning or don't shovel at all. And I go out and I shovel. And I, it was a lot more than I thought it was. It was like somewhere between six and eight inches I shovel and off Friday night. it was heavy. Night. Yeah, it was really fucking heavy, wet stuff Friday. So then uh, Saturday morning, I get up. Don't really look out. Look out, and I'm like, um, eh, doesn't even look like I shoveled. So I went out and helped him, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude, did you even shovel?" Yeah. No, and by I the did. time we were done, there was a whole other skiff of snow covering the cement. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of snow. Uh, so when I let Chopper outside to go to the bathroom, so you have to understand, Chopper is for the last seven years has gone outside with giant Pitbull who tramples down snow for him, and so oh. he's usually okay. Well, he goes outside. And like within two minutes, he's standing at the back porch, covered from the top of his head to his feet <laughs> with in little snow. snowballs because they all attach to it and like freeze to his long hair. Well, and not just because of that, because he fell off the porch. <laughs> so, so the side of our back porch, you know how there's that drop off. <laughs> so it was at like pretty close to level. It may have even been higher the snow. So he jumped. So he went to run off like he normally does, and poof, right into the snow like. <laughs> Like had and like, then he was all stuck in it, had to run through the snow to get back up onto yeah. the porch. My girls went and made a path for the dogs. Well, and that's what I had to do. <laughs> I had to go shovel out a couple paths for him so he'd go. Because otherwise, he'll just piss on our door. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's like, I ain't go there. I mean, I yeah. How, honestly, though, from a, the dog's perspective, like, how do you go? How do you go pee when? The ground is above your pier. Like your your wiener's touching the snow. Like it's like it's above your wiener. And then even worse, how do you take a shit? Like could you imagine taking a shit like with snow all the way up to your head? <laughs> and would you like you're like, well, if I poop, it's just gonna stay here on top of me. I mean, that's not how it works because it's hot and it'll <laughs> but well, the still. dogs don't know that. So yeah, yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy sent me a picture of his little wiener dogs and their and little their coats and and coats and and through it. Oh, Jesus Christ, they're fucking dogs. They don't need coats. Oh please, Leah had a coat. She got cold. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's still hanging on the coat rack. But Chopper refuses to wear one. Warm. <laughs> Can't have your wiener running around in the snow without a coat That's on. Right. <laughs> you practicing safe sex there, Jeremy? Putting your wiener in a raincoat. Keep your wiener happy. Oh my god. <laughs> So I've got so I've got some news. So tomorrow is career day at the uh, grade school. So I'm going to Jonathan's class for career day, and he's. Super Were you told not to wear the sweater that you're wearing right now? Actually, yes, <laughs> he did. T- he did tell me. He said you are going to dress up, and I said, "Well, yeah, I'll dress up like I do for work." Yeah. And he's like, "And you're not going to wear that that sweater that you have on right now, sweater, right?" And I said, "No, I will not wear the ugly." So, but the only thing I'm hoping is that I don't. Have to like follow the fireman of the policeman, <laughs> who all the kids think is awesome. It's not true. They don't actually think. But I mean, your job is kind of boring. Well, from a fourth grader standpoint, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to make it exciting. <gasps> you you should have reminded me to bring like my picture of the thing and just to bring her picture that you gave us for our presents of like oh. Spider Man and you know because they would think that was cool and you could show them like the cool things that you could do and that's true that's that true is true that is true you've got some of those still though don't firefly you? i've got my big firefly they won't know what the fuck that is that's true do you have anything else or got, did you sell did you all? save did you save spider you could just print them out on a regular piece of paper again. i can always print yeah 
like the train, the big steampunk train I've done and stuff like that. Like My Little Pony, the little girls with like the My Little Pony stuff. The steampunk, my little po- I have the steampunk um, Legos that I did. Yeah, they probably like that stuff. See, I'm so smart. You are. You are smart. So, But yeah, your job's boring as hell. I mean, it's it's more exciting than my job. Well, I, I mean, I think it's <laughs> cool, but to strengths. describe it, yeah, my, my job probably is the most boring of all three of you. <laughs> Jess gets to drive cars all day. I mean, yeah, I'm sure she's like out there yeah, backing them up. She collects porno mags and socks all day long in her office. <laughs> so I, I just, I just don't, like I said, I just don't want to follow the, the the hot single fireman dad. Dude, and, they don't care about how hot they are, and the it's about the job they do. The cop, you know, and yeah, whatever. Is that is that are those the two most exciting jobs for kids at that age in fourth grade? Yeah. So it's like not doctor. I can picture my no. brother. In fourth grade, you don't want to be a doctor. You want to be a garbage man. What? No, because well, you got to keep all the stuff. You want to be a what cop because that's cool. What? Or a fire. You want to be a garbage man because you get to keep all the At stuff. At that age, yeah, that's what's cool. Do you know what fucking people throw away, Jeremy? Everything. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> not Jeremy. He composts everything. To be fair, in fourth grade, I was dumpster diving. See, because it was cool. Not Cause, me. Because we were poor, and my brother and I found stuff that was usable. So I did a yeah. fair amount of dumpster diving. I have I never dove a dumpster. Oh, you haven't lived. Let's Dump- be honest. I do. I dive. I dumpster dive in the construction yeah, sides but all that's the time different. and get wood. And yeah. I've actually considered. I've, I've actually so considered. To be, just asking you to pick things up for us sometimes. To be to be clear, you you also shop at Savers like religiously. So that's right. I've actually. I mean, cons- that's like just barely a notch above. <laughs> I kind of want him. To, I've seen the shit there. I kind of want him to make like a cover for the cooler out in front that I hate. That's made out of pallets that doesn't have a bottom. That just like looks like it, you know, so to the top easy. open oh, yeah, still. That'd be a good idea. Actually. It would be cool for our for our snooty winter farm stuff. Oh, yeah. Because I hate that cooler sitting there, but it's a necessary evil. I got suckered into that shit two years ago. At Comic-Con. <coughs> uh, no, Halloween. No, at the Expo. Halloween Expo. That's So I've got like another, I got another nine months or so before I can just straight up cancel it and be done with it. But I like their juices and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive, but we don't, it's, it's weird because we don't really. Now that the kids are gone, we don't really go through milk. We don't go through milk at all. We don't, neither of us drink milk. You just used to cook. Yeah, if that, Pretty like, much. and not not all that often, and like I can't eat, I don't even eat cereal. I can't handle milk; it's disgusting. Tastes like Cassie. Milk. Cassie was when she was home for Christmas. We went through tons of milk, but and cereal. So the next two years, when our oldest two are gone, that's going to be us because my younger don't, don't not really, really big cereal. Yeah, no, they doesn't toast or eggs or things like that. But my older two are the cereal. I was surprised that Cassie got back into cereal because she wasn't for the longest time. It's she cheap was all about college. making it. College. It's, it's cheap food. Cheap. Yep. Get the family size box or even better, the bag. The oh, yeah. That's, and that's what you know what? Those are good, though. I think the Malto Meal cereals are actually quite tasty. They don't make a cinnamon life in Malto Meal, though. No, they don't. Bag. That is one of the most expensive fucking cereals. It's the most delicious cereal. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's like six bucks for that big bag. Feeds a family of ten. For a week. One meal. It does not feed them for a week. <laughs> You're a Feeds damn a family liar. of 10 for one meal. Uh, we've got, uh, I like the, the Honey Grandmas. That's my favorite cereal. The honey Hose. I like the, things, uh, the, buzz, the buzzers. Those will fuck your mouth up so hard. But <gasps> they I'll make a them. Captain Crunch version, a version of Captain Crunch too. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about like the, the Quaker Honey O's. 
the yeah. honey grandmas. Oh yeah, the yeah, mouth yeah. shrapnel. I'll eat those all <laughs> fucking day. Uh, that's one cereal that I will that, eat dry. Is that the one with Cheerios with like nuts? Yeah, it's not Cheerios though. They're kinda. sweet like O's, and they've got all kinds of like stuff stuck basically to them. like granola inside of them stuck on with sugar. It's like somebody rolled Cheerios in. So that stuff. is what are those? What are those mines? They're they not Cheerios in? though. Well, I know. I said like. The depth charges that they drop in the ocean to blow up. <sighs> they, they drop them off the big ships and they got all the crap on them. And They're like the Sputnik looking things. Yeah. And you, I, I know what they are, but I'm, it's not the same. Bump them and explode. In your mouth. <laughs> Gross. I do see these cereals, though, like they're making all the cookies into cereals now. Have you noticed that? Have you seen like a, like the Chips Ahoy cereal? There's an Oreo There's an cereal. Oreo cereal. Huh, that does not sound good. There's a Nutter Butter cereal, which, by the way, sounds fucking amazing. Actually, Oreo cereal? Yeah, they, totally, because the, the only cereal. way I like to eat That's good. Oreos is with milk, so... But cereal is just, like, one of the sugariest, fucking worst things you can eat. You look on the box, and it's, like, per serving. It's, it's like, so 42 grams and, of sugar. And it's and like, serving here, is if a, you eat this box, it's more healthy here's, for you. Here's, here's the best thing. The serving size is a quarter of a cup. Yeah. You know those little boxes that they give you, and you're like... This is a, why are they? That's because that's, a, that's serving. a serving size. Yeah. So the forty-two grams of sugar, and you know, kids are eating two and a half to three cups in one sitting. Yeah. Twenty yeah. grams of sugar plus milk. I was just gonna say plus the milk. Lac- that was tons of sugar. Lactose is just lots and lots of sugar. Sugar like lactic acid is sugar. Gee, I can't figure out why my son is so hyper. I just feed him cereal every morning for yeah. breakfast. I wonder why my kid's not getting any sleep at nine o'clock. He just has a bowl of cereal before bed. Fucking. Like, <laughs> I don't get Give him a Coke. Jess has no idea what any of us are talking about because she's never had cereal once in her life. I actually can't even tell you the last time I bought cereal. I can tell you the last uh, time I bought that's cereal. That's actually not true. I bought it last year to make Christmas crack. La- last week I bought cereal because Sean requested some for the first time in months. But I don't think she's eaten any. I think you've eaten it. No, she's eaten quite has a bit of it, yeah. Um, I don't think I've had cereal in probably a decade. That's, when yeah. Cassie was here, she she talked Chris into getting some cinnamon light, <coughs> which is my favorite cereal too. And so the day she was leaving, she got delayed. Like she was supposed to leave in the morning and then her friend's grandma wanted to see her friend that she was traveling back with. So they postponed it till the afternoon. And I'm like, hey, Cass, before you leave, can I have some of your cereal? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's like the first bowl of cereal I've had in months and months and months and months. This has been Cereal Talk brought to you by the new Utah podcast. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, so we got a new calendar for the, I don't even remember what calendar we bought for our kitchen. It's the puppies with friends or whatever. Oh, puppies and friends. So it's like little puppies with rabbits and guinea pigs and shit. Uh, but Chicks. W- while we were doing that, um, in our interview, I talked about the calendars from Scotland and Ireland. So it made me think of it. Um, there was a Scotland calendar. <laughs> I picked it up. I'm like, oh, look, a calendar for Peter. Totally fucking thinking it was an Ireland calendar. And I'm calendar. like, I'm like, Chris, it's a different country. <laughs> and I know like, no, it's a different it's country. I know it's a different country, but holy shit, the fact that I did that subconsciously because I fucking joke about it all the time. It means that he's like starting to believe it. Anyway. So if that doesn't prove that doing something over and over and over again makes a habit of something, nothing, nothing will watch that Valerian show this weekend. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. That's pretty interesting. It's a really long TV show or movie. It's a movie. movie. And, uh, some did some, uh, some red boxing, uh, totally worth a 3d experience. Probably not a bad show, but 
kind of meh. And it was long. Yeah, it was. So anyway, uh, that was my weekend. A lot of. We went and got passports. Oh yeah, we went and got passports. Get ready for the cruise. Let me tell you, right? So it's a long ways away. Yeah, I've never had a passport before, and I'm freaking forty-two years old. That is one. Hel- so if you can go in the middle of the day between like ten and two. You can make an appointment just about any day of the week and go to a post office and do it with an appointment. If you can't or you don't want to take your kid out of school, you have to go on the weekend. Uh, you, there's hardly any places here locally that will do it on the weekend by appointment. So there's a couple post offices that will, but their appointments fill up six weeks out and they only post their schedule for six weeks. So basically, as soon as they open that week up, that Saturday gets taken like that. And there's only a hand. They, they're like 15 minute appointments. So they can only do, you know, 10 or 12 of them. What is it? They do the paperwork and the picture for you. Mm-hmm. So now when you get your passport, so it used to be like years ago when I got my first passport, you just could mail all that shit. Now yeah, that's they, how I did it when I got mine. Now they actually require. So if you just renew, you can still, you everything is self-service. It. It's totally mail in. You have to do all that. But now if you want a new one, you have to go to a passport acceptance office uh, so that they can verify that you're the one that signed for the passport. They do all the all the checking of everything, which probably means that the applications that are submitted are more complete. But at the same time, it's, it seems more of a pain in the ass. Cause, so we go, I know this because I went for our other daughter and got told, oh, yeah, you had to show up way earlier to get a number to be seen today. She's like, if you come in on Saturday, get here at 9 or you won't get a number. And they don't open till 10. So we go to the post office, the main Salt, main Salt Lake post office, which is on like 21st on Redwood. And we get there at nine and there's already a few people waiting. There's already three, three groups of people waiting. And so we like, we hang out there. I actually have to go back and get my daughter's driver's license because she's a jackass and does not fucking take her ID anywhere. Sure. So I had to drive all the way back home and all the way back out there. I get there and it is now suddenly filling up with people. Not feeling like filled. Like, like a concert. Like a shit ton of people in line all the way back. The post office isn't open. The passport office isn't open. The lady gets there, comes out, and she's like, uh, yeah, most of you aren't going to get in. Sorry. And you can I hear, have, ooh, She's like, I have 15 numbers. She literally has 15 numbers in her hand. That she's pulled from a little number machine. Uh-huh. And so she's handing them out to people. She's like, okay, who is for, well, first she does a little spiel about, you know, okay, you, you need this and this, this and this. And, this, and, 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 and you don't this. need to be here if you're but this But then and she's this like, and so she starts handing them out to the people that were there first. Uh, and we get ours, and some lady behind us has five kids she's doing passports for, so she gets five numbers. We had so we were number four. So and there was a, a guy with twins, and then a, a, a couple with a little kid. Because if you're a little kid, your renewal has to be done in person. No, none of this matters. Well, but I mean, we're number four. Like but she sent home like forty people and some we, really big families. While we were waiting, probably sent home another what twenty. Yeah, well, yeah, that showed up afterwards and like couldn't be seen. So that was a little crazy to, to think. Now, she's like, I don't know. She's like, this is really busy. She's like, it was kind of busy last week, too, but this was even worse. And Bree and I were both like, it's because the government's going to shut down. Like, the government's officially shut down now, technically. And she's like, oh, really? It is? I didn't even know. <laughs> like, how can you not know? You're one of the workers that's going to get affected on Monday. Like, whatever. I don't so. know. So can't, you, can't you go to other places, or, or is that just nope. for passport photos? You, photos. photos, you can go. Where did you get yours done, babe? At the passport office in the oh, Shore post office. Because <laughs> it's just easier. Like that, you can just walk in and get done. But yeah, passport photos, you can get done at a few places, but they only accept passports in, in certain locations. Wow. So yeah, it's kind of annoying. And they only have a couple offices, like San Francisco is the main office that does them all, so... 
But that's all done. It's neither here nor there at this point. I'm kind of excited to have a passport. I mean, because you're international. No, she's yeah. still going to leave the I'm country still only going to, still only going to Mexico. It's <laughs> not like I'm going anywhere exotic. <laughs> that's more exotic than, you know, Provo. Oh, well, yeah, just because there's more brown people there. <laughs> oh, man, Orem. Isn't Orem like one of the whitest cities in America? Probably. I don't know. You're just sitting there, Jess. I feel like I want you to participate. Why? I don't have anything to say. So no events this week? Well, we weren't there yet, so. <laughs> well, we're here now, so. Uh, there are events this week. Can I can I talk about one first? This is probably not on your list. <laughs> what? What? So it's you should cool. wait to see if it's on her list. Uh, be, it's it's not. It's not. But it's pretty. How do you know? Because I'm the one that found it and I printed it, and it's not like okay. A, so she couldn't find it. And run. so Jess usually tells us about events that are happening, but are going to close in the next couple of weeks. And this thing's going to be open for a while. So it's this uh, pop up book exhibit in Provo. Oh yeah, I, saw, I read about that. So I thought it was a really cool thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I thought it was a really cool thing. I wanted to talk about it. So um, it's a, a traveling exhibit called Wizards of Pop. Robert Sabuda and Matthew Reinhardt. So it runs through March 27th at the Attic at Academy Square uh, down in the Provo Library, it looks like. Uh, so 550 North University Avenue. But they have a whole bunch of pop-up books that are on display. Uh, and pop-up books are cool. Do you get to touch them and make all the different pages pop up? Well, you probably get to play with the little pop-ups, you know, the little tongue things that you can pull in and out and make them do things. Well, some pop-up books, you just open the page and it pops up. Well, I'm sure they will do that as well because it's a pop-up book. Pop-up books are really cool. Like, I know they're a kid thing, but every time I see them still today, like the the... The artistry that goes into them. They're pretty complicated. They are. They're like, not. I wouldn't want to actually give a little kid a pop-up book because when they tear them, they yeah, ruin first them. first thing they do is just rip it. They're <laughs> like, oh, oh cool. let me grab this castle. Oh, fuck, it's missing a tower now. <laughs> well, the cool thing is, is they usually have the picture painted like under it so you can always remember what it would have looked like. <laughs> and like the little tabs on the side, the kid always pulls it out all the way and fucks it up. So, I don't know. I never really had little kids to deal with like that, so... Um, anyway, I thought that was cool, and that's an event, right? Sure, it is. Yes, it was an event, right? Are you yep. even listening? Do you even have your uh, your headphones yeah, sure are in? But headphones no, they're not even in. plugged in. She's <laughs> like ignoring us the whole time. Probably. She's just like staring off into space. God damn it! I have to fucking do this podcast again. Why do they keep having me fucking do this thing? Where's my out? I'm pretty sure that's what you guys are thinking when I keep feeding you things. So when, uh, you, when you feed us things. Interviews and going places. And we love our interviews. And why the hell? Okay, look, going places, I'll admit, that's my thing because I'm a homebody and I hate fucking packing everything up. It's a lot more work for me. I just thought it was funny when, when Jeremy was like, we're going to go out on a, on a field trip. And well, I, I feel like James's house is like our house now because we're this is like our home away from home. Yeah, James's dining room is totally just our space. <laughs> we just like come in and invade. He just hangs out over there, sits down, sort of listens to us, does his own shit. I don't think he listens to us. I think he tries to tune us out. And then we, he hears his name and he's like, crap, are they talking about me? Should I have been paying attention? But he's not going to leave the room because he's afraid his Legos will get stolen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to steal his Legos. I'm not a thief. Man, you have no faith in us, do you, James? 
Now so. he's worried about Booberry, Frankenberry, and Ch- Count Chocula. I'm not going to steal those either necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, necessarily, at some point, James will actually be on the show. I know we'll he doesn't want to be, but it'll happen. It's we'll bound con- to happen. We'll convince him. We'll even come to James's house to interview. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should make him drive all the way the fuck out to my house to do it. <laughs> oh, the irony! He's totally game. He doesn't care. He can bring no. your dog. Your dog will be fine. Welcome. Yep. S- stick him with our dog. Our dog will growl at him. The cats will be like, "What? What is this thing?" The cats uh, are bigger than he is. That's true. Sebastian is teensy, and he's an Ewok. So events other than the pop up book festival. Uh, yes, just a reminder that this weekend is the Penguin Plunge down at Vineyard. If you want to go jump in Utah Lake. Hey, oh, see, yeah, I saw you, you posted did your you picture. Huntsman or you can, to it? Yeah, in Russia, which they actually have ice there, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> or you can go up to Bear Lake, and they're doing one up there as well. Um, I bet it's colder at Bear Lake by a lot. Uh, it might be, but I still don't think there's still ice no anywhere. Ice. Yeah. Um, they said at Bear Lake that usually if there's not an ice cover by the 27th, then there's not going to be. So, um, the 30th is Herbalist Josh's Heart of Herbal Tea, a class over at the Marmalade Library. It is free, but he does require RSVP and they will have, uh, some workshops, meditation, some tea tasting, and it's just teas for the heart, um, both emotional and physical. And then a uh, reminder that the Wasatch Roller Derby recruitment oh, yeah. is on the 24th. So are you two joining? I still wasn't clear after last week. Not until you do curling. I tried. They don't They don't want me. <laughs> they said try. you are way too talented to do they this. Have <laughs> what's, what's the curling ball called? Curling ball. It's a stone. Because there's an emoji for it now. It's a shuffleboard stone. There's an emoji. It's a shuffleboard it. stone. You know you have a Google box. A Google box. Yeah. Well, Anyways. whatever it's called, there's an emoji for it now. <laughs> um, so that is at the Derby Depot on the 24th at 7 o'clock. That's 1415 South, 700 West. And you have one last chance if you can get on the E wait list to go see Quiet Heroes. We talked about it a little bit last week. And it premiered up at Sundance on the 21st. And it is about the doctor who um the AIDS took, doctor. yeah who took care of AIDS patients the only doctor that would take care of AIDS patients here in Utah so um if you get a chance hopefully that'll get picked up soon and it'll be it'll be out for distribution uh next weekend there is a beard and mustache competition in Ogden on the 2nd at Union Station it's only $5 to enter what kind of why do you get a paint entry fee I don't know. Cause you gotta cover rent. And by yeah. the way, can I say I need more advanced notice in this? How is someone supposed to grow a beard with like a week's notice? <laughs> Your beard would qualify for natural medium beard. I know, but it doesn't look good enough to win. So curling stones are very, very like the name is super technical. It's they're called stones. I fucking said that. I said they're called stones. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I sometimes they call what's, them rocks. What's a business beard? A what business do you think beard? a business beard is? That's got to be like the douchey beard that's trimmed like to look like it's a five o'clock shadow, but it's not. It's even all the way across. So kind of like what Jeremy does, but it's actually short. clean. <laughs> that would be a beard. Right um, now, Kim, he was on vacation. That's on. technically a beard. But if he like... like sh- trims it down to where it's just stubble. Then that's a business beard. I'm guessing. Okay. Right now, Kim was on vacation last week and he has that beard and it's really weird to look at him because well, I'm used to seeing him clean shaven. No, you're not. You're used to seeing him with a fucking porn stash. Ew. I cannot handle his mustache. It is it, Every time I look at him, all I can think is he's a child molester. 
He's not, though. He's a super nice guy. <laughs> Don't we keep talking about events? Is that cool? Uh, no. Okay. I'm looking up Business Beard. I want to oh, okay. see if you I'm right, because that was right. totally me. Okay. Fucking throwing shit. So, <laughs> um, it's been a while, but guys, coming up, it's gun show. A gun show <gasps> on the third. I just thought show. I would mention that since it's been a minute. Gun show. No, it's the it's the west one. It's the I don't remember. That's the one is. where the little kid got shot last year. Probably. The west. It is. That's the yeah. show that the kid got shot. Is it from, really the one where, where they the, shot the ground? Where the dealer's or? like, oh, here, let me just take this thing off for you. This zip tie that's keeping the trigger from being pulled. Oh yeah. By the way, there's a loaded fucking full magazine in there. Why don't you just go ahead and try and dry fire that at the floor and hit a kid with a ricochet? Well, if you don't want to go to the gun show (laughs) on the third, on the second, you can go up to Heber. And I assume that this is going to sell out really quick, but the Heber Creeper is doing a Star Wars train at $15. And I assume everybody's going to dress up and they'll have trivia and prizes and photos. It's a two-hour train ride. I'm looking at these beard styles, and I feel like I probably need to grow a man bun, but I don't think that's going to happen. (laughs) bun. Because there's a lot of... I feel like if we put your hair in pigtails, it would be like... There's not, have you, there's not enough it fucking would be hair like, to put I know, well, I was just going to tell you it would be like Jim Carrey when he was on in Living Color when he I, put Big Dill. I looked up business beards and I just don't, I see a lot of different beards that I'm, uh, I'm liking the styles, but uh, all these guys have hair, like on their head. Hmm. And I'm supposed to be shaving my head soon. You are? We is that a, a business beard? Is, is not even, soon, in like three or four months. A business beard That's is okay. still a long one? Or it doesn't really say. I know. Um, do you know who Chris Baudelaire is? It doesn't say. Um, name sounds You familiar. do. He is a local artist. I do. And he... I, God damn it, you do. You do. Okay. You do. If you saw his work, you'd be like, oh, okay, I actually own a piece of his work. It's a little pig, and it says, where do pigs go when they die? And it has all the different cuts of <laughs> That's in my kitchen. <laughs> this should just be a picture of my belly. So, <laughs> anyways, he is doing a series. It's eighty-five dollars. It's at the Davis Art Center. It starts the third of February, and it's a life drawing um, course. It goes over six weeks. So that's pretty awesome. He's a local artist. Life drawing. Life drawing. So are you drawing pictures of people and things and cats and dogs and wieners? Not wieners. No wieners. Only just it wiener dogs. It is, a, it is Todd Wiley. It's Davis County. So What about wiener not. dogs? I just said that. Wiener well, I guess dogs. it could be like flowers. Um, I have one more event for you, and you can talk more about this. You can call me the first if you want to. The Riot Brigade has their first meeting. I don't give a shit. You're not part of the Riot Brigade? No, Why I'm not? part of Section 35. Oh. Riot Brigade. So... <laughs> Uh, Riot Brigade is a uh, uh, RSL supporters group of which there are many. Um, so there's there's a more inclusive, larger. By the way, the Riot is Rio Tinto Stadium uh, conglomerate called uh, the the uh, what's the Royal Army? That's what it is. We're I don't. The, we're the, I don't even know really what if that is around anymore. But there's a whole bunch of different supporters groups. Uh, within RSL. And so what a supporters group is, is a group of like-minded fans. Uh, and typically do, uh, they, they get together and do stuff at, at a tailgate before a game. They also do a lot of community stuff. So a lot of them do a lot of like special volunteer projects or fundraisers or charity events within the community. But they're also big supporters of, of Real Salt Lake, the soccer team. They sit in certain areas of the section. Ours is, ours is one of them. It's a supporter section. Um, standing section. So we're standing section. Um, they also pretty much in the south end. So you have a whole bunch of groups. You have the right brigade. You have section um, twenty three. Sec- 
It's not section 23. That's the stupid family section. What uh, is the one that's over there that that guy died? Section 26, 26 uh, is a section. Uh, section 35 is is our section, and, and we are now an official supporters group, though there's really no organization with, within us. Is it cool if there was section 8? There's La Barra, Real. Well, there's a section 8, but... Uh, there's Salt City United. La Barra. Um, there's uh, uh, Rove Cavaliers Brigade, RCB, uh, all different supporters groups, so... Um, sit in different areas of the stadium, uh, a lot of them in the south end. Uh, so when you go see the crazy rowdy fans, as are typically supporters. Um, so apparently the uh, one of them is having a meeting. I don't know. They usually do. Uh, <laughs> they usually do supporter group meetings and some some fans and season ticket meetings at the stadium as we lead into the season, which I'm going to talk about now because you said I could. Well, and I think that, that the re- only reason that Section 35 became a supporter group was so that we could have a little bit more say, but I think that's why like, it's unorganized by design. Yeah, yeah. It's like just it's a, not unorganized because they, they're just idiots. It's organi- unorganized by design. We just became a supporter section so that we could be part of this, be invited to it. And then Rio Tinto offers um, a little bit of storage space for them. So like when we make TIFOs and, and, and things and like that, you can actually store your flags and stuff right at the stadium and then you don't have to... It, it makes things a lot easier. Um, so anyway, so there's that. Uh, so, but RSL, I'm going to talk about RSL because you brought them up. I wasn't going to talk about them, but I am now. Preseason started uh, officially um, Monday, Tuesday? Yesterday. Yesterday, Monday, yeah. yeah. Uh, so preseason, preseason started. We just had the uh, the Super Draft, uh, which for Major League Soccer really doesn't mean shit because um, most of those kids don't ever end up playing out of the draft. Um, because soccer is a lot different than, say, NFL or NBA. Uh, we have a... a uh, somewhat of a farm system. It's also an international sport. So a lot of these kids start playing soccer. So a lot of our team, for exa- instance, are academy kids. So Justin Glad, uh, Danny Acosta, um, Herrera, who we just signed with the first team. They're all kids. Brooks Lennon that went to our academy as kids. So it was like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve year olds. I don't know when they all started. Um, but that's the big facility out in Harriman now. Uh, our academy has been in Casa Grande, Arizona. That's color checker. That's yeah, that's huge. that huge training facility out in Harriman. So now that's where the team's going to do it's a lot a of training. School there There's too. a high school there. Uh, it's a public charter school. Um, I thought it was part of the equestrian park out there. It totally is. <laughs> It's, it's, they I mean, get on the horses and play soccer. That's it's kind of like polo, what it looks but not. Like. It uses a lot of fields. There's indoor and outdoor fields. It's a really magnificent. I mean, it's it's a big expenditure. Deloy Hansen means to to make soccer big here. Um, so anyway, so RSL signed a whole bunch of really good offseason prospects. Kyle Beckerman and Nick Romando have been re-signed officially now. Uh, big moves. Um, a lot of youth. A lot of youth. Really made this team a lot younger. Um, the one thing that's kind of hanging over the team is what to do with Yermov Sissium. We need to, to kick him out. And uh, if you want to know more about soccer, um, feel free to let me know. But I'm not going to waste everyone's time with it. Uh, but RSL does seem to be in the right position to actually make a good run this year uh, and have a great season. So if you want season tickets, I'm sure there's still some available. That's the best way to get into games. It's the cheapest way. Otherwise, I'd suggest purchasing tickets now. Like, look, we have a game on the 4th. Uh, it's a fireworks game. If you don't buy your tickets now for that, you won't get them. Well, and um, we have those fun. They do a fun little, like, 
six six package thing or whatever. Yeah, they do where packages you, too. Yeah, where you can pick like six games and you get a little bit of a you know not quite as much as if you're a full season ticket holder, but you, you get, get you get you know tickets to six different games. They do packages where you can get like games and hot dogs and things like that for better rates. Get two tickets to share. You're not getting them for the girls to share. We, never we, have, get them we the haven't gotten them for the oh. girls ever because they just don't really care. So we used to take them every once in a while, um, but you know they're not here most of the year. Right. And, and now that Sean's going to be leaving as well to go to school, so it's just us that goes. Um, but uh, I have one more event I forgot about. Can't talk about it. Yep. Am I allowed? I guess so. Um, I think there's still spaces they're doing a soap making class at time and place Um, Melinda's hosting it Ole will be there it's a magnesium spearmint soap class are they going to kill live plants to do it yes they're going to mash them up and have you been crying yes (laughs) I think she's not feeling well She's over there like her eyes are about to water. She looks like she's been crying. I'm like sorry. Like my face is going to explode. I didn't mean my RSL talk to put you down. Um, it's okay. Soccer she was super sad. sad. <laughs> um, no, anyways. Soccer makes me sad. So, <laughs> um, yes, they're going to be mulling, uh, muddling um, all of the plants to make. Um, isn't magnesium? Magnesium is not a plant, you weirdo. Spearmint, though. I they can muddle magnesium that. magnesium was a plant. Well, you said, are they going to use the plants? They're going to muddle. They'll so muddle the spearmints. They'll Jen, get that nice and... Jen's running the class. They're going to muddle so. those pearls, that cool pearl plant. That herb, that oh, those were cool. cool. I so I just checked. String we'll post pearls. a link. Um, I think we already posted a link, but check and see if there's still space available for that class. Are you still using their black soap? Me? Oh, it's almost gone. Mine's gone, and I switched over to the, the I like, rose. Soap. I like five of their soaps in my shower. There's a rotate I switch, between. Well, Chris has some in there, in there too, because you know he shares my shower with me. And uh, well, I don't share my shower stuff. So. No. Except for you have to wait till she's done shaving, so she doesn't cut my dick off with a yeah. razor. Whoa, yeah, that's probably good. I'm afraid every He's time. He's such an idiot. All I have to do is touch it, and he like runs. But um, it's. I'm using their, their rose touch one. Touch your razor or touch? She what? touches her no. razor to my dick. Of course I, I no, will. No, of I, course I do not. All I have to do is like reach up and touch it. And she's he like, ah, and I'm like, ah, okay, I'll leave. <laughs> it's pretty funny. We call it, we call it foreplay in our house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've been using their rose one. It's kind of got just a mild, like pleasantly earthy smell that I really, really like. I like I just the wondered if you one. That's the one that I was so just I've got. So I've got a tea smell. I've got an oatmeal, little the eucalyptus one. Oh, that's so what it is. Good. Is that what? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's the one Jess and I have been using yeah. in tandem too. You didn't got, chime in last time. The only time. thing I don't like about about the black one is when I wash myself with it, it looks like I'm really fucking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes the bottom of my shower floor kind of grayish. So you have to you have to make sure you rinse it down really well. I also uh, I like the oatmeal one. I like the abrasive one that scratches the shit out of my skin but doesn't leave marks. It's it so doesn't nice. scratch the shit out of your skin. It exfoliates. Yeah, it. I like it. Uh, so, okay. Um, can we talk about your light mask? I just thought about it because of the exfoliation thing. You don't want to? I don't. It's not that interesting. It is interesting to me. So, <laughs> I saw this commercial. Uh, total sucker for the advertising, apparently. But Neutrogena is now making this, like, acne light treatment thing. So, these stupid little pen things that, like, just zap. I guess problems it's or something, but they have a full face mask and I'm like, you know, cause Brie and, and her daughters, um, her daughter Cassidy, uh, struggle with 
skin issues. Um, you know, like Cassie, especially she has like massive patches of like rosacea on her cheeks and stuff. Um, and Bree's a grown ass woman and still has <laughs> issues with acne. And that's just, that's just life for some people. It fucking sucks. So I see this commercial for this mask. And I'm like, come on, really? That's stupid. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I've tried, you know, we've tried, um, uh, what's proactive. the uh, proactive, you know, you could talk in the mic I'm and sorry, people could pro- hear you. Proactive. Uh, so we've tried proactive. We've tried all kinds of different shit, like everything under the sun. Cassie has gone to dermatologists and been prescribed things that fuck her skin up, uh, to dry it out and try and kill all the bacteria and stuff. And, and really but the oleo is the only thing that's really like made and a difference. Oleo has huh? made a big difference for both of yeah, them. She, if she doesn't use the masks, she breaks out. So oleo has made a humongous difference, but even with oleo, Brie still has problem areas, especially around her chin. I think I touch my face too much. Yeah. And that may be it, but I'm like, well, why don't we try this? Cause like she still uses the oleo products and still has very nice. I mean, her skin is not, is not crappy, dry, gross skin. Well, it's not dry, but it's not Monet like me. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yes, that's right. Don't you forget it. But uh, she's got, uh, anyway, so she's got problem spots. I'm like, well, let's see how, like I'm thinking the mask is fucking expensive, but with like all cubed face. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, well, how much is it? It's cheap. I mean, it's relatively inexpensive. It's like 30 bucks or something. I'm going to get one because that's a month of proactive. So I'm going to Which I don't one. use anymore because now I use all, like oleo and I don't yep. she use She doesn't use proactive that. since then. Yeah. Right? Uh, but anyway, so she puts on the mask and it is, it's this giant white mask that glows underneath because of the It glows the purple because the lights are red and blue. But it seems to have, have done some wonders. Um, that's just my opinion after seeing it for about a week and a half. But it just made me think of it talking about all the skincare stuff and the soap. And he and, likes to embarrass me. Apparently that's embarrassing. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa, that's cool. She so I was a show, showing a picture of me with my my mask looks on. Looks like a looks like a tanning salon, but just for your face. A tanning just, bed, just for and your it, face. so it's like very, very, very slightly warm. Like I don't even want to use the word warm. If there was a, a like it's lukewarm. Like it's it's. So for most people, it's probably quite warm. No, it's not. Anyway, <laughs> but it's weird because the glasses that you have on, I guess, are kind of like a safety thing to protect your eyes from the light. So they're yellow. So like I watch TV and stuff and I put it on and I'm watching TV and then it's time to take it off and all the brightness is gone and the yellow is gone. And I'm like, huh, that's what that's looked like this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with us we have uh, Ethan Chainlink. Miller. I still don't know why you wanted me to say that, Jess. <laughs> no, it's the badass part at the end. Oh, well, but I don't know why you put Chainlink. Is that your nickname? Yeah, Ethan? that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of my nicknames. Yeah. So, uh, it's, cha- legi- it's legit. Well, I didn't say it wasn't legit. It's too legit. Too legit. It's, it's on my Facebook page. That's how legit Whoa. it is. Whoa. Wow. So we're going to come back to how you got that name. <laughs> I First, I, I just want to introduce you. Uh, so Ethan, Ethan Chainlink Miller, uh, he's an all-around badass, uh, apparently. Uh, he's a distiller, a teacher, uh, a bearded gentleman with long hair, uh, and uh, president of the U- Utah Distillers Guild, right? Yeah. Is that what it is called? Yes. Good, good. I didn't mess that up. That's like the actual title that you have is nowhere on my note sheet. Because it's on this. 
He's all around badass. I know, but, That's all. But Jess knows how I operate. Like I use her other note sheet. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go back to the name now because I want to know how'd you get the nickname Chainlink? That's a uh, that's an interesting nickname. Well, uh, it's kind of a violent story, but <laughs> were you a straight edger back in the like late eighties, nineties? No way, I was not a straight edger. I was, yeah, no, I was opposite spectrum. <laughs> but, uh, no, I got I got the the nickname Chainlink because um, when I was in elementary school, and I think it was about first grade or something. Um, I was walking to school, and this kid came be, came up behind me and yanked down on my backpack, and we got into a fight, and I was. I was holding onto his hair and his ear and grating his face against a chain link fence. <laughs> and so when I started fighting, when this, I did this it, was middle school. Oh, no, I this is totally elementary. I forgot to no. add that to the notes. Elementary so, school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was elementary school. How old are you? I'm 32. Mm-hmm. So this is like 20 plus years ago. Yeah. And it's just stuck the whole time. Well, it, it was, it, it, it resurfaced basically. And it was my buddy, Dan, um, Punk Rock Dan is what they call him, but he, uh, so I started doing MMA and he was like, that's, that should be your nickname. Uh, so it was him and, him and Joe Fono kind of helped bring that nickname. When did you start doing Jeez. MMA? Uh, that was about seven years ago. Are you still doing it? No. No? No. Just, just couldn't pack it or? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I did okay, but <laughs> I got beat up for sure. I think um, anyone that does MMA gets beat up. Yeah. Even the best fighters do. So Yeah, I thought about doing it again, but uh, you know, my business partners didn't want my brain to get beat up more than it already had. So <laughs> Well, I mean that's the good thing about MMA versus just straight up boxing at least. Yeah, it's a little it's a little safer in that regard. Shots are a little bit harder, but you're not taking six hundred of them a fight. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> at least I hope you're not. <laughs> <laughs> my first fight I did. <laughs> so who did you who did you train with? Did you train here locally in, in Yeah, I trained uh, I trained with uh, Gustavo Rodriguez. Um did the uh, uh, jujitsu with him and uh, Capoeira with uh Jamaica, and uh, also trained at One Hit MMA up in Layton for a little while. So, of course, I didn't train as much as I should have, <laughs> but it was still fun. I learned a lot and got in shape for a while. So, and then you just Training as much as you say, that's always hindsight at the end after you've been like punched a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I spent a little more time yeah. in the gym. It's a good way to stay in shape, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Training for MMA has got to be intense. Yeah, it was it was way intense. And I was working at High West at the time. And so moving barrels around during the day, and then I'd go to jujitsu, and, yeah, it was fun. Jeez, that's a lot of... Yeah. So you've worked, so you worked at High West. Uh-huh. How was that? How, how was it? Yeah, at High West. It was awesome. It was, uh, it was a great experience. So before that, I was doing optical, and I had left optical um, and wanted to do something more interesting and more fun. And uh, my friend Travis was at High West, and uh, my cousin was actually a temp at High West, and then uh, he was leaving. They needed somebody else. So I started there as a basically a temp bottling, and then I worked my way up and ended up being there for uh, just over three years and was a blend, one of the blenders and uh, safety coordinator and learned a whole lot about whiskey and had a good time. So It's quite the jump from... Yeah, doing optical stuff, yeah. gla- <laughs> fitting people for glasses and mm-hmm. contacts to moving to uh, uh, moving to making whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we should back up slightly, <laughs> like a whole lot. Like, so 
Where are you from? Are you from Utah? Uh, I was born in Grand Junction, Colorado. Oh. Um, but moved here when I was little. I still have family in Colorado, but grew up out in West Valley. West Valley. West yeah. Side. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Hunter. And then Central. Oh. Went to Granger. Oh. And then Central. You guys burned <laughs> so a G wait, into our field. Doesn't Central mean... I doubt it was when you kid? were there. We're way older than you. <laughs> That's true. You're 32? I'm 32, yeah. We're yeah, 42. We were, oh, okay. a good decade yeah. before. Does Central mean you were a bad kid then? Isn't that... Uh, I, don't, I, don't I didn't I go to school here in Utah. Hey, I went to now. Central for a minute. Yeah. See, that's... that's you were a bad kid. No, I went to Central because I didn't want to be at Granger anymore, and so I graduated early. It's not bad. It's alternative. It's an alternative high school, or it used to be. Now I don't know if it's still. I don't even know if it's still around. It's, uh, called, it's yeah. called something different. Yeah. I don't know. I, I It's not like I went to school here. So I went to school in the town of 12,000. We had one high school yeah. option. So. But yeah, I, I, I slept a lot in class and didn't go to school very much. And so I had to switch. So switch from Hunter to Central. Oh, that's where they put all the bad kids. I get yeah. it. Yeah. That was right. Yeah. I, was like a bad, I wasn't a bad kid. I just. I don't want to go to school anymore. Alternative <laughs> high schools. What a what a racket. <laughs> high what a racket. <laughs> That's where all the kids that smoked in the bathroom could just smoke at school. Yeah, because the teachers don't fuck with the kids at alternative high school. They're like, <laughs> back then they, you could still smoke indoors. Do what you want. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the classrooms in the alternative high school, the teacher, it's like the, the plexiglass bus driver stuff. <laughs> the teacher's there, like behind plexiglass. Isn't the there an alternative school in your hometown now, though? I think so. Because, because your brother's kids went there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back full circle. I'm, it doesn't change my argument. My brother's a three-time convicted felon, so it doesn't change doesn't change my argument about it being a bad school. <laughs> so you've got it like the the upper echelon. You have, like have private Catholic schools, and then you've got like charter schools, probably right somewhere in there. And then you have regular public high schools, and then you have alternative, and then you have alternative, and then the homeschool <laughs> kids. They're just a they're, whole. They're in a league of their own. They're yeah. whole, you can't they're even scary. include them. They have no social skills at all. Like, I've seen kids that were homeschooled go to, like, public high school for a year when they're, like, sophomores, and they don't know how to do anything. Like, they may be smart, but they are so socially inept, yeah, it's not even need funny. that social mix. They certainly didn't rake any dude's face across chain <laughs> when they were yeah. kids, there you go. so... That's not, that's got. West you don't Valley. know. I Maybe that's it. why they were being homeschooled. <laughs> yeah, that was pre-alternative school for them. <laughs> do they have alternative elementary schools? I don't know. Hmm, probably. That's uh well we got way deep on alternative schools for some reason. Uh, so you were at High West, yeah. uh, and then you went to uh, Oregon. It's a, up to Oregon is that the Oregon Trail? Um, yeah, <laughs> to moved to Portland and yeah started working at New Deal Distillery up there. Okay, I was gonna say where is that because I've never heard of it. So. New Deal is uh, it's in the southeast part of Portland and uh, part of Distillery Row and is actually one of the first. Um, you know, new craft distilleries. It was opened in like 2003, I think. So, uh, they've been around for a while. So Tom that works there, he's one of the pioneers of the craft, uh, craft distilling industry for sure. What so, did they distill there? Uh, it's easier to say what they don't distill. Oh. They distill so much. Um, you know, so I got a really good amount of experience making liqueurs, uh, whiskeys, rums, vodkas, a, a whole array of, of different, delicious stuff to drink so <laughs> are there any are there any brands that people would know from new deal um you know they have some of the new deal stuff here or at least did uh there's hot monkey which is a hot pepper vodka uh that was sold here for a while um they have new deal vodka portland 88 vodka 
Um, but most of it, I would say no. In Utah, people probably don't know who New Deal is. So, so not a big national presence from them. No, no, they're mostly just uh, you know Northwest. They're pretty small, um, but you do a lot of fun, delicious stuff. Dented Brick, though, that's a Utah distillery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They worked there afterwards. So, what was the decision? Was it just a job thing where you went? Mm, I've had my taste of Portland. I can't handle these hippies. Uh, <laughs> I need to go back to Utah. No, I, I love Portland, um, and you know, I'm sure I'll end up back there to some degree. Uh, we visit, and we have lots of family and friends there. Um, so, but yeah, I love it. Uh, but it was uh, it was kind of a you know a career choice to help open Den and Brick. Uh, Mark Christensen contacted me um, and uh, heard that I was one of the guys that he could uh, bring to be a distiller in Utah. So um, there aren't very many people that want to do that. <laughs> well, and so, having a lot of experience is a plus, right? Yeah, it's probably not a big <clears throat> popular thing. Yeah. So. Did you find yourself having a passion prior? to getting into high west and starting all of this because you know it it does involve the science and the chemistry and Mm -hmm. or did you just kind of learn and develop a love for along the way well i would say um that it definitely developed along the way but i was certainly searching for something that was a good combination of art and science and math and you know drinking liquor (laughs) (laughs) no i just uh you know wanted wanted a good combination um, I've always strived to be well-rounded and not just eating donuts real well-rounded, but you know, that's how um, well I want to learn stuff. Did you go to college for it or was it stuff that you just picked up while you were at high West and working at these other places? It was mostly on the job. Um, distilling is one of those things that, uh, you know, there are people that, you know, come to distilleries with chemistry degrees and things like that, but typically it's more of an apprenticeship type thing. So, uh, I tell people all the time if, you know, it's like uh, going into a distillery with a chemistry degree and saying, I want to be a distiller is like going to a tattoo shop with an art degree and saying, I want to be a tattoo artist. They'll laugh at you and give you a, a mop and, you know. <laughs> you get to, get to ta- we had a guest that talked about someone at a new tattoo studio tattooing their penis and everyone walked in because they were apprentice. And <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? That was Sam. That was Sam, Sam Goodwin. Couple of weeks ago. Black Salt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's. He wasn't the one doing the tattooing. He was just yeah, telling clearly, the story. Clearly, that story sticks out when you hear about a dude that's got his wiener stretched out and he's like tattooing himself and then everyone walks in because he's there before the shop opens. Like, well, I've tattooed it. myself, but not in that area. That's, that's, a, that's apprenticeship right there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, distilling is. I guess to a large degree, it's more of a uh, an art form <laughs> than it is than it is even science. Like there's certainly science behind it, but once you have that general process down, improving upon it, developing flavor, that seems mm-hmm. more more of kind of an artistic type of atmosphere. Yeah, well, and that's that's the approach I take. Uh, you know, there's certainly a lot to be said about taking a, a solely scientific approach to distilling, um, but I'm more of an artsy guy than a science guy, even though I love science, but you know, I don't, my brain doesn't remember things as well. I've got books and the internet to help me remember things. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so. a lot like a, it's all like a chef, right? Like you can follow a recipe, but the best chefs are ones that can create things from experience yeah. and from, from knowing that stuff. So, so now though you are, uh, the president of the Utah Distillers Association? Yeah, the Distillers Guild of Utah. Um, 
that was something that that I helped start uh, a couple of years ago. We haven't really done much. It's been kind of a uh, a rough time going because we have so many different types of distilleries here. Um, the industry is definitely growing quickly here. We're up to, I believe, 14 DSPs, which is the federal permit for distilling. And, um, uh, yeah, we're just all over the board. So there's there's a little bit of, um, you know, trying to figure out what we, wanna do, do we want to do, how political we want to get or not get. Um, you know, we have distilleries in Utah that, that buy things and put it in bottles. Um, and we have distilleries that make everything from scratch and we have a lot of people in between. So that, that kind of causes some challenges within the guild for us to, um, you know, to get things done. So we're trying to, we're trying to get it, get together an event that'll be, you know, a lot of fun and, and, uh, figure some things out here. Hopefully in 2018, people actually know about the guild and we'll get some things done so we'll see so the the guild are they you know are you guys active politically do you spend time lobbying up on capitol hill that sort of thing well not uh not officially as a guild um have we done that uh a lot of us have done some of that steve conlin um of five wives and ogden's own uh he's in the guild uh you know we have new world distillery up in eden uh myself you know we've all done a lot of uh, talking to the legislators about different things. The tasting bill was a big one. Um, that was right when we started the guild. Uh, the tasting bill was in, in the works, and all of us were working with um, different representatives trying to affect that tasting bill in a positive way. Um, so, yeah, but not as a united front. Um, we haven't come together and been like, this is our voice. Um, so that's kind of one of the challenges of having the different business models. Uh, people have different perspectives on on p- political positions. So, what are you, why are you looking at me like that, Jess? No. <laughs> you just got this look in your eyes, like you're gonna say something, and then you don't. And there's no music playing, so I know it's, it's really weird. weird. I can play some on my phone if you want. We usually have background music, so mm. you know. I want to talk about some pictures that I saw on my way over here. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> Jess was showing me some pictures. I'm guessing from your Instagram account as yeah. well, like. Um, this is, I wasn't even paying attention to where it was from, but it looks like you were down in Houston recently at NASA. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah. What were you doing down there? Was that just like a fun vacation trip? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes and no. No, it was a, it was a training trip. So I was training, um, doing Bosiet, uh, training Hewitt training, um, breathing apparatus training, stuff like that for, uh, for my, uh, for my geo job. <laughs> we do do geological coring so um we're mostly looking for gas hydrates that's frozen in the ice under the ocean uh so wow. yeah so, so that so you have a totally different, pretty deep so wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> so, so is that what pays the, the bills and then and just yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's going on over there brie smacking Didn't the table that was, was, that was what, the drum roll and yeah, the, yeah. Was, that was really good, good. Yeah, it's really loud in here for some reason. <laughs> uh, so that's 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 the real job now. So is that yeah. why you left Dented Brick, or no? We just uh, you know it was time to part ways, and uh, you know it was sudden and quick. But uh, now I'm you know working on other things. So I don't mean to bring up old wounds. No, Sorry. it's okay. No. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly you're you're liked in the community. Uh, at least the, presumably you're liked because they they have you as the head of the guild. So. I hope so. <laughs> I hope they like me. <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of interaction do you have with some of the other alcohol producers in the valley from from the guild standpoint? I mean, is it 
is it just the guild and you know the distillers and then the beer the beer brewers don't matter the winemakers don't matter or do you try to interact with them as well well i would say that i would like more interaction um we kind of all have different uh standards that we're upheld to different um um different laws uh we're taxed you know it's all different so that's one of the challenges is uh, you know uh, when we started the guild, some of some of us were saying, you know, oh, let's join with the brewers and let's join, you know, but we're just we have different roles um, and well, we're treated differently. Different. Yeah. And the everything is so different. Between yeah. The- there's there's a lot of overlap, but, you know, we're making higher proof alcohol products uh, and, you know, we can't sell in grocery stores, you know, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. So, so there's a lot of different challenges that are unique well, to distilleries to have, and breweries and wineries. So, I'd love to have your stuff in Harmons. That would be amazing. Yeah, Spe- would be great. Speaking of, you can sell in the grocery store. So, I'm uh, I'm in Harmons yesterday, <coughs> and uh, the Budweiser guys there talking to one of the dudes in the meat department about stuff they're not carrying anymore mm-hmm. because of the because of the changes outside of the state of Utah. They're not carrying, like, they're not going to do Bud Light Lime and, like, all their ancillary product, they're just not going to make anymore for 3.2 for Utah. Like, that's a that's a huge deal. It's like Shop it Top and all that is out. <clears throat> it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Oklahoma was the, the other outlier that was hanging in there, and they just changed it. So, uh, was, a lot of the big producers have decided that they're not going to... It's just not working. time. Fuck around the, with it. Yeah. The, the, the percentage of their market that, that is... Well, we're like, is, what, 1%? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a couple silly. there's a couple other states that are holdouts, but their consumption is so low that you know, I, I mean, that law for a long time has actually, I think, been a big part of why we have such a big, uh, you know, brewery scene. We have a mm-hmm. lot of really good local breweries that that win a lot of national awards because of those laws. I think, and and I think um, you know, getting those big national ones out might make more room on the shelf in the grocery store for the local guys. So at least in the short term, I think the local breweries might actually benefit from that. Um, but I'm sure it'll probably change. Yeah, I mean, I, I think long term it has to. That's a mm-hmm. lot of revenue that the, the state's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's going to hurt. The places that it will hurt the most is is really like gas stations. Because they, they make so much of their actual profit uh, center off of yeah, alcohol. They don't sales. make money off gas. Mm-hmm. No, they don't make money off gas. They make some. I mean, the, the markup on things like candy is ridiculous. Uh, but most of their money comes from beer sales, actually. In well, we've talked stations. about we've talked about it before. The stadiums, if they're not going to have those mm-hmm. beverages at the stadiums, that's what they sell at the stadiums. At all the different sporting events. Yeah, as long as you're in you know Salt Lake Valley, you get down into Utah <laughs> County, and I mean Coke is the highest. Coke is as bad as people who watches games too. in Provo. <laughs> I've been I've been to one years ago. Yeah, I went to Stadium of Fire and yeah. Stadium. I, at least I went to a good event. At least I watched <laughs> yeah. the youths play. Yeah. My cousin from San Diego was really tripping out when he was like, I'm gonna go get a beer. I'm like, No, you're not. He's like, I'm gonna go get a I'm gonna go get a Coke and I'm like, it'll be caffeine free. And he's like, What a, what is wrong with this? Yeah, place? It, is, it, is, it is weird. It is weird. Like there's like no tailgating because what what do you do at a tailgate? Right. You just hang out. Green Jello, <laughs> and feed potatoes on the grill. Yeah, play checkers and. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think either of those things go with the with the tailgating. What about green Jello on the grill? Uh, is isn't that just punch? Grilled Jello. See how long it lasts before <laughs> it melts because it will melt. Like a second. If there's enough carrots in there to hold it together. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd just be I making still, grilled carrots at that point. I still don't get who does that and why. It's disgusting. Um, so anyway, okay, back to NASA because I don't, I don't, I don't care about Jello, but I do care about this this stuff down in 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 uh, Houston. So you do geocoring, like that's yeah. that's really cool. Like I didn't even know you did that, and that's a well, it's something it's I just started doing. Thing, so, so yeah, just started just. Yeah, I just started, uh, got a job. It's a company called Geotech Coring. Um, there's five of us. <laughs> and, You're like, uh, hey, I want to go cut open big holes in the earth and check out what's inside yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was pretty much, I, I saw a job listing. I was like, oh, cool. That looks interesting. And contacted them and got the job. And so now I'm doing it. <laughs> so have you actually done any core samples yet? Not yet, no. <laughs> so are you guys just, do, does the company just pull the core samples or are they actually doing any of the analysis on the samples? They do both the analysis and the, yeah, and pulling them. So it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably be basically the grunt (laughs) because I am the grunt right now. I'm the low man. So still, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, This probably sounds boring as hell to some people like core samples. Like, Oh, you stick a thing and grab a bunch of dirt. Yeah. There's so much you can learn from big old core samples are a very big part of what I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. For that. I mean, is this, are you guys looking to just do like mundane shit, like what Jeremy does, where you take <laughs> a core sample residential. Of, of residential, oh, okay. so resident, for, residential for environmental analysis for, well, for housing. Oh, okay. So soils, make sure that the housing can hold the foundation. Oh, nice. No, the housing doesn't hold the foundation. <laughs> the foundation is going to be stable. The dirt can, <laughs> I don't know. So if the soil's bad, they have to do the, the pylons and yeah. architecting yeah. shit, yeah. all that. I do. I deal with that. Or do you guys do like samples to track ash plumes from the super volcano that is Yellowstone 500,000 plus years ago? No, um, we could, uh, but most of the money's in uh, the gas and oil industry. So we're doing a lot of um, uh, weird gas weird. hydrate. Yeah, looking for <laughs> gas hydrates. So um, it's frozen, ultra concentrated uh, methane gas that's below the ocean. So that's why you're headed to Japan? Yeah, I'll be in Japan on the the Chikyu. It's a scientific so vessel owned by the Japanese. deep sea coring, huh? Yeah. Or shallow sea coring. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I guess deep, deep sea coring is not really something that, that's possible. Yeah. yeah it's, imagine the yeah. drill gets crushed halfway down. <laughs> or drifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a boat. Um, so I'll get to live on a boat for about a month to six weeks. How, we how big of a boat? It's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's like 600 yards by 200 a, yards. That's a it's big pretty boat. big. 600 yeah. yards is a big boat. If I remember right, I might, it might be feet. I think it might be 600 feet. Yes, 600 <laughs> that's, yards. That's, uh, I, that's I totally look, different. I had to look it up. I haven't I'm, been like on the 600 boat. 600 so. yards, that's like, that's like cargo yeah. ship and cruise No, you're right. It's pretty cool. right. It's 600 so six, feet. 600 feet still a pretty big boat. Like I was, yeah. was going to make a joke about you getting seasick, but a 600-foot boat, I don't think it's going to move around a ton. So I'm sure there's some people will find a way to be seasick. I don't know. Hopefully it's not me, though. But I got to imagine it's going to be pretty stable if you're doing yeah, four samples. That's what drama so. means for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They make those. They make those little wrist things. And I always that wonder is if fucking those work. hocus pocus bullshit. <laughs> you know who thinks those work? People who sell you essential oils to cure everything <laughs> under the sun. So I and I so know those are Utah all Utah based companies. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, geez. So and the company you work for is Utah based, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so actually it started, <laughs> it, it was just Utah-based and they recently got purchased by a uh, an English company. So now technically we're a UK company, but we have an office here that does, but we're the only por- arm of the company that does the coring portion, so. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. I mean, to me, that's almost as, yeah. that's more cool than and doing distilling and i love alcohol <laughs> i love alcohol so speaking of do you do you enjoy drinking then or is it just a uh, just a love yeah. of creating i i do love drinking for sure so yeah it started with just whiskey and migrated to pretty much every type of liquor that's not garbage so what's your <laughs> <laughs> what would be considered garbage Martins? i i would say a wild turkey. that canadian crap in the plastic bottle <laughs> did you buy by the gallon we, if you if you have to bend over to buy it you might <laughs> you might not be buying something good i'm pretty no, that sure just depends i can on reach a lot of shelf. things without bending over <laughs> but i guarantee that you can't reach bartons without bending over <laughs> if it comes in a plastic bottle might not be a good idea <laughs> No, for me, it's more about how it's made, um, where it came from, you know, who made it. Uh, those are things that are important to me um, that some people don't care about, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, so I prefer, you know, something that somebody made beginning what, to end. What's your favorite local spirit? Uh, that's Just calling you out. That's a tough one. You um, don't have to answer. I mean, you are the president <laughs> of the guild, so I don't want you to. I, I don't know if I have a favorite liquor. Like, even if you ask me what my favorite whiskey is, I don't think I could come up with an answer, but yeah. So what's your, what's your go-to drink though? So like with, me, I'm a Jack Daniels guy. My go-to is, is Gentleman's Jack and Coke. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say, I don't know. I try to try something different all the time, but I drink a lot of scotch and I drink a lot of rum and a little bit of tequila and mezcal any chance I can. Mm. So I really mix it up. We don't have any good tequila distillers we don't have any well you distillers. can't you, you can't, can't distill really it here yeah. yeah i mean there's um there's vita tequila and they you know they bring in they bring in tequila. tequila yeah and it's it's pretty good and then there's also new new world distillery in eden they make a uh they make an agave spirit that's, that's pretty good too so and they're have, about like about a year old yeah yeah just about yeah. I think they opened late spring last year so so you talk about the the process of that you appreciate. I'm not a drinker. I don't drink at all, but I collect and mm-hmm. I love the process mm-hmm. and have learned over the last couple of years. And it's just so fascinating that you can take, you know, the two or three things and create so much flavor out of, you know, mm-hmm. out of that. And it's just mind blowing. And, and again, where it comes from and, um, how important is the, being the president of the distillers guild? How important is that to you? as far as local distillers without calling anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for me, uh, it's a personal choice in, in what I purchase and I try to buy stuff that it is made locally. Um, I try to support local business, um, regardless of whether they made it or not. Um, you know, if it, if it's, there is things you can do with sourced liquor. Um, and high West is proof of that. They do a lot of blending Um, you know, they, they catch some flack or have caught some flack for that. Um, but people have been buying blended scotch for, for generations forever. And, uh, they're doing the same thing. That shitty chivas you drink. Do you think it's, do you think it's easier when you, you know that it's blended versus just saying, Oh, here's high West with the idea that maybe that they did it on their own. 
Like if I buy Monkey Shoulder, I know that that's three distillers that are on the same. Yeah. I'm going to call it a block in Scotland because it's really not a block. It's like a big field, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I actually really like Monkey Shoulder. <laughs> it's a good, <laughs> good bang for your buck, Scotch. But yeah, I I think a lot of people, if they if they care, they probably have figured it out and know that it's a blended and you know and sourced and. Um, but there, there, it's a tough job to blend whiskey and, and have batch to batch. Yeah. Cause you run out of that whiskey. Uh, if you're doing barrel finishing, you know, putting it in another barrel after you've blended it. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of variables you can control and the more variables you can control, the more fun you can have with it. So that's for, for me, I like to be able to control every variable poss- possible. <laughs> well, and in, in defense of a group like high West too, like. Yeah, they, they blend their own stuff because they're eating some of their own stuff originally. They, they got to sell something as a company. Mm-hmm. They did a fucking fantastic job. They yeah. didn't get purchased for millions of dollars for nothing. They mm-hmm. should be ready for their first like actual barrels soon, shouldn't they? Well, they've released uh, their Valley Tan oh, okay. in the past. And you know they, they did a release last year, I think, of the Valley Tan. That's their own make. Um, and then, of course, there's the Silver Whiskies and you know they have some other stuff. And the, the blends are great. There's a yeah. reason people buy them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're worth the money that they charge for them these days because there's some better stuff I think now. But yeah, well, and it's uh, hard to it's hard to carve it out and make make money off of that. I know it's like yeah. oh, it's a fifty five dollar bottle of whiskey, but when you take into account everything that was put into that, all the labor and exactly. all, all these things, it's the the margins are pretty thin. So it's it's a tough it's a tough industry for that reason because you're taxed like crazy, you know, you're regulated like crazy. There's you know five different federal or local organizations that could come in and shut you down with a signature if they really wanted to. So it's, you know, it's a tough thing. You're dealing with the Department of Agriculture, the feds, the TTB, um, you know, making sure everyone pays their taxes. And yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot of shit to deal with. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Most, most companies, I mean, look like a restaurant, like you, there's the Department of Health, but really, I mean, until you have 180 violations at Little World Chinese, like they don't... (laughs) They just don't fucking care. Man, that like, place was good. It was. <laughs> this is my argument every time I talk, bring up Little World. I love the Little World. And when you walked in that place, you knew what was fucking going on. Yeah. Like, you know, you weren't like, mm, this is really being made at the highest standards in the back. No, yeah. you, you knew when you walked in. Yeah. But, like, this looks yeah. bad, but this duck is delicious. Yeah. So I don't know who they pissed off at the health department. I don't know if they had like a deal with someone or. Or what? But Pedro <laughs> offers you his protection. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, like, like clearly for years they got away with with this shit. And no one really cares. But it's it's different in the distilling mm-hmm. world, right? Like, yeah. So can we talk about Holy Stone? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I, I know those of you listening to our podcast cannot see the logo that I'm holding up, but, but we'll post it. But we'll post it. That is amazing. So first of all, let's talk about the artwork, and then I want to talk about the name itself. But let's okay. start with the artwork. Where'd you come up with that? Um, well, me and um, Barbie and, and Mike were talking about some of the things we wanted the our brand to embody. And one of the things is we wanted... Um, is that Cthulhu? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you want it to be, <laughs> I do love I do love Cthulhu. It does look like an uh, <laughs> octopus with Aerosmith wings. It, it is an octopus with Aerosmith wings, basically. Shit, I'm so, awesome. Look at me. So, but it's, it's really, uh, we want to, so Mike is a, um, a pilot, um, and he flies for FedEx now, uh, but he was in the, the Navy before. Um, so he's a Navy vet. 
uh, we, we all love travel. So travel is a big part of the thing of the, what we want the, the brand to embody. Um, and then, uh, you know, we wanted kind of a, a metropolis kind of, I like the art. It looks deco like there's style. music in here too. Yeah. The art deco. Yeah. So what is Holy Stone for people who don't know? So Holy Stone, uh, they are stones that were, are used to scrub the deck of wooden ships. Um, and they came from, uh, from broken down churches. So they would take these stones from churches and they would use them to scrub the deck. Um, they called them Holy Stones. Some of them they called Bibles. Um, you know, you're on your knees and you're scrubbing the deck of a ship with, a, you know, kind of a sandstone. Um, so we chose that name partially because of the nautical connection uh, and also because of the kind of teamwork feel that's in the Navy and you're on a ship and you're, you know, you're working together. I was half wondering uh, if maybe it was the distilling process because you're taking the Holy Stone and you're cleaning the ship's wooden floor. Oh. Maybe. No. But you can yeah, take, take it as deep as you want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that good. <laughs> but yeah, we, we kind of want like that, uh, you know, almost you know, 1920s feel, but with a, a good hint of modern, um, we're going to make premium liquor, um, but it's going to be for everybody. So it's, you know, I, I want to see this logo, um, you know, on an, on a lapel of a tuxedo and a, on a biker's jacket, you know, I want to see it all over the place. It so it's for cool. everybody. So cool. And we, we are going <laughs> to, <laughs> we are going to, you know, we're going to, um, be linked up with music, uh, local music specifically. Um, and that includes from jazz to heavy metal. Uh, a lot of my friends are in metal bands and things. So we're going to, we're going to help them out and they're going to help us out. Uh, and then we're also, um, working on, uh, some, some, um, some like good causes. So we'll be, we'll be involved in the community with, uh, some, some nonprofits and some, some different causes. So where's your location? Do you have, you have a location? We don't have one yet. Um, I actually just looked at a building today. Um, we're really trying to get into Salt Lake city. So you're making bats up Jen right now? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making nothing right now. So <laughs> I have a, I'm, I'm one of the few he's distillers. He's at NASA, remember? <laughs> he's been a little No, busy. he's here. He's not at I'm NASA right here. now. He's well. going to be in Japan, but are you going to make sake from rice that you uh, import from Japan? Uh, you're going to be on a Japanese boat? That's a good question. Not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name that after Chris, please? <laughs> as long as it is an unfiltered cold fruity sake. Okay. The rest of them are nice. <laughs> I would I would distill it and probably make sochu or something like that, though. I hear that's really popular so, yeah. in Korea. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You haven't tried it? No. Oh. That's adventurous. I don't <laughs> The problem is our liquor store, truthfully, the problem is our liquor stores have really shitty selections of stuff like something. Yeah. Like, it's kind of disappointing. And they yeah. don't have a place to keep it cold, which is a huge thing. And you can't fucking buy it at the grocery store because it's not shitty beer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's one of the tough things about our our setup here is you you get if you buy beer at the liquor store, it's been warm in their warehouse for God knows who knows how long. how long. So the best place to buy it is at a brewery. Yeah, or like uh, the beer collective. Or yeah, yeah, and and the the selection is pretty sad. So you know, and and it and the DABC really you know, they got a lot of good people over there. They do a, a good job, 
with what they're with well, the hand they're dealt. I don't blame the DABC but, yeah. at all. It's not their. It's yeah, not their exactly. Issue, right? We're not mad at them. Yeah, no. I think a lot of people though are, and they complain about the DABC when they should be writing a letter to the legislature. I mean, there are things that the DABC does, like the Bruby shit. Like clearly, that's them stepping out of bounds, doing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and they are paying the price for that. But the you know the the, the way they run liquor stores is they they gotta deal with what they they get which mm-hmm. is garbage from capitol hill so when you met up with um mike and barbie well first of all how did you meet and then how did you how are you deciding what you're going to start with uh well they met me they had heard of me through other people in the industry um they're you know they've they helped with i think barbie helped with the mountain west guys with help them with something or or knows them um jeff and and his wife um jen Jen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of, they had heard of me and, and contacted me to be a consultant. Uh, and that was about the same time that me and Dennis Brick parted ways. So it kind of worked out and I was planning on doing my own thing anyways. Um, so we decided to team up and help each other out. So, so what's your first plan? What do you, what's on the burner? Well, we're you just said some Sochi. Oh, <laughs> or right. Or whatever right. When Sochi. he gets back. <laughs> yeah. No, we, uh, we definitely have, uh, some big malt whiskey plans, uh, some gin plans. Um, and we'll probably do vodka cause why not? Um, cause that's my favorite. Well, it's also, <laughs> it's also basically one of the easiest, right? In the sense that it's just, it's just pure distilled liquor. Like it's clean. There's not really anything added to it. Well, all. it depends on, on your approach. Um, you know, I made a, Roof Razor Vodka at, at Den and Brick and took a different approach. So it has some flavor. You can taste the grains that it's made out of and things. Um, so it can have flavor. Uh, usually what Americans are used to is super neutral because that's basically the designation is neutral. Well, even alcohol. when we went to Sugar House, James was talking about getting flavor in mm-hmm. the vodka too. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And for me, I want to taste what I'm drinking. Um, if I buy vodka that has no flavor, then it's because I'm going to put it in something yeah. else that I want to taste exactly. more. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll make, uh, we'll make all kinds <coughs> of stuff. We'll probably do a lot of limited releases. Um, we're going to do some brandies. Uh, so we're going to have some fun. And you guys already have all your licensing and everything like that? Or? No, we need an address before we can do oh, our federal right. permit stuff. So as soon as we know what our address is. You can use my address. You can use my garage. We've talked to a few of the other distillers locally, and that's kind of, that's one of the really shitty things about the process is you have Mm -hmm. to have a physical address, and you have to have a a space before you can even apply, Mm -hmm. and then once you've applied, you know, you're sitting on a space with nothing for six months, for Mm -hmm. a year sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it can take take a long time just waiting on the feds to... So that's Sign a big that's a big upfront capital investment with zero return because you mm-hmm. can't do anything until yeah you can hold the raves hold the raves <laughs> <laughs> they still have those <laughs> so what about the equipment do you have that kind of in place yeah we have it kind of planned out um, I've worked with uh, with some other with some steel building companies and and designed a unique system. Um, for our for our still equipment, um, so it'll be uh, very versatile in its capabilities. We'll be able to make a lot of things with one piece of equipment, um, and uh, it'll be different looking too. So it should be interesting to look at. Hopefully, people like it, um, but more importantly, hopefully, people like what comes out of it. So um, uh, as soon as we get an address, 
and get the paperwork rolling. We're also working on an SBA loan uh, to get the rest of the things going and, and ordering the still is one of them because that takes probably six to yeah, six months to, to nine months you, to build it. Where are you getting that from? Uh, we're not 100% sure yet um, who we're going to buy it from, but it'll probably be uh, through Dragon Stills because they have a very versatile setup. They don't... they take parts and put them together and where are they based are they in the states or are they they're in the states okay. yeah yeah i should have been more specific are they <laughs> in germany they, they use a lot of equipment from other places oh cool um but i want uh i want a still that i can manipulate so i'll take it apart and build it in different ways and have all kinds of fun so so if everything goes as hopefully planned uh-huh. when are you guys thinking you'll be up and running i think we will have product available by the end of the year that's so, so exciting. Wow, that's, a, that's ambitious. That, that's yeah. really ambitious. Yeah, we, we started, um, yeah, I started working with these guys in like August. Um, and we, I don't, I don't like just sitting around. <laughs> so we're trying to get it rolling fast. And um, uh, just the hang up right now is the address. So we have a couple good prospects and I think we'll probably have it figured out in the next week. So. That's fantastic. So you've gone, I just, this is just my own curiosity. You were at High West and have been now, will be at two other distilleries. And then um, James's distiller is also from High West. Is that common that distillers move around or are you two the like exception, the awesome exception? Um, no, uh, James. Fowler yeah. at Sugar House. I yeah. can't remember his distiller's name. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember his <laughs> name. Ooh. <laughs> We briefly met and him. He has even, brown hair he and he's tall. As we yeah, in. yeah. No, it's even worse that my yeah. I know him, but his, his name slipped my mind. It's too, okay, so. but we know we're talking but about yeah, the same person. Yeah. So he there's there's also Travis uh, Shoney is another one. He is running Big Bottom Distillery in in Oregon. Um, he came out of High West as well. Um, there's uh, Davin. Uh, Davin is at Real Spirits. In some other state. <laughs> so High West is like a breeding ground for distillers. Yeah, it kind of is. Do you have to sign like non-disclosure agreements before you leave? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't I don't remember signing He's one like, myself, no. but really I'm sure now it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> yeah, so hard to enforce. It is hard to enforce, but you know, I don't. I think most of us aren't just taking the you know right recipes and if you're smart enough, like it seems like the two of you that we know are you're creating your own yeah well and for me like even if it's a recipe i created i'm i don't want to recreate that same recipe somewhere else i want to do something different yeah so oh it's because it's an art form in a lot of ways yeah you don't want to paint the same mona lisa every time Mm -hmm. or the the what what what, monet monet Monet. Monet. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to remember whatever painting Jeremy references all the time about Monet. being ugly. <laughs> Looks really great from far away, but <laughs> the close is just smudges. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, speaking Did of you your... just point your fingers at us like little guns. Yeah. Pew pew. That's what he's saying to Jess. So he that's really rude actually. I can't believe you'd say that to <laughs> Look great from far away, but I got a close little Monet. <laughs> So you you actually are involved. Speaking of art, you're involved in art as well. You've is that true? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, I in high school I did some art collaboration projects with the 
Was that at Hunter or the alternative high school? That was the alternative high school. <laughs> That's right. It's mostly art classes, isn't it? It what? is. Yeah. I, I may or may not have played foosball to get my PE credit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's more active than half the kids at public school. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, that was w- the art center, but now it's Umoka. Um, and I am working on some art projects that uh, hopefully I'll have displayed at, at, um, at some places here in Salt Lake. So. What's nice. your medium? Uh, I use everything I can get my hands on. So I've done sculpting and oil painting and acrylics and all kinds of stuff. You are well-rounded. And you teach at the U? Uh, that's for their lifelong learning program. Yeah, That's I've, still teaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did a Whiskeys of the World class and a cocktail class and a craft distilling class. Nice. Yeah. So those are cool classes. We should talk yeah. about Whiskeys of the World. I could yeah. talk about them for hours. Fun. And you've never tasted most of them. That is correct. Have you tasted any of them? I gotta. I, yeah. I really got to know. Did you drink in Scotland? Um. So the only... Yes and no. So you I went did to, or you didn't. It's not a yes and well, no. Well, it's not like I'm having a glass. Like they give you little like sample cups. Did They're like one ounce. A little sacrament yeah. cup. Yeah, like a little sacrament mm-hmm. cup. They gave you one ounce shots. So the first place that I went to was the King's Barn Distillery, and their product is actually not ready until this summer. But it was their one year anniversary, and they just had the spirit. So it's just the clear product. That's what I got to taste. That was my very, very first experience of tasting alcohol. So then, <laughs> I know. Then uh, Has James seen your collection? Then, no, actually, I don't think he has. Um, so then. I don't believe it's real because I've never even seen a picture of it. <laughs> I'll take a picture. There are just boxes in my closet wrapped in bubble wrap. I have like 13 but bottles. They're all discontinued and but they're like in, rare. They're in boxes. They're not like the. So I. I'll, Why would I leave them out to get dusty or you, break? Are you going to show me like a glamour shot and then tell me it's your girlfriend? <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? Whiskey shots by Deb. It's just a pile of boxes. By Deb. Yeah, right? It's just a bunch of bubble wrap. They're really good at bubble wrapping, by the way, in Scotland. Um, So then on the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, they actually give, like, shots. Like, you can taste anything. They just have, like, the little, like, cups out. They'll have certain samples. And I think the one day I tried, like, seven different ones, just little sips, just to taste it. But one was, like... 59% like it was so strong and that was that one when they say it burns when it goes down that one definitely (laughs) did but and then I had some a taste out of a flask from some guy one time that was good So, <laughs> some guy. Thanks, some guy. <laughs> it, was a, it was at the, no, it was at the Pace in Scottish it's Festival. Alcohol, so it's totally, totally safe. Yeah, it's clean. It, it was the at the Pace, yeah. It was Canadian club. Yeah. No, it was a Dalwinnie. <laughs> it was actually a 15-year Dalwinnie, and it was really good. Whatever. It was not. <laughs> How would you know what it was? Because he told you? Yeah. It could have been spiced rum, and you would not No, know. it definitely was not <laughs> spiced rum, that's for sure. <laughs> it's like fucking <laughs> I'm gonna go home and take all of these out of the box I'm gonna take a picture for you I'd like to see them I really would some of the bottles are really really cool there are some in there that are actually they're all discontinued so I own a square foot of land in Ireland from some <laughs> La Prague 
You do. <laughs> no, Scotland. Uh, it's in Scotland, actually, not Ireland. I don't you know, get the two the mixed fucking, up. They're all the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking for calendars, and we... Anyway, yeah, that's a you. story for a different time. <laughs> we were looking for calendars, but you... So you bought a, some land? No. No. Uh, I bought a bottle of La Prague, and I got When you free, buy La Prague, you get... A free square foot of land. Mm-hmm. Square foot of... Well... Yes. I think it's bullshit. It's like buying a plot on. It's like anybody. Yeah, it's like anybody's gonna go find it. A star. Is that real? A star. Can adopt a star. What happens there's, when it explodes? Look, there's enough stars. It, just, fuck, it probably already has. You just don't see the light yeah, yet. They're all. They're all dead already. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Did much. you guys see the meteorite <laughs> that was over Michigan last oh, week? Because I wasn't in oh Michigan. Gosh. But it was online. <laughs> it was so amazing. It was all right. <laughs> Uh, it was amazing. Did you see that family in California? Yeah. Did really from stars to people to <laughs> shooting up their kids. And all the while, Ethan's like, what What the fuck He's am I here like, for? Now? What just happened? <laughs> okay. Welcome to the New Utah Podcast. Well, Ethan, if, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do it? I mean, it, uh, or get in touch with a guild, or I love saying the word guild. There's a guild in it's Utah. It's a fun word, huh? It's very. He's like a gamer and stuff, so he just totally thinks that's awesome. <laughs> it is fucking awesome. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they can check out holystone.com or holystonedistilling.com. Um, there's also uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook. We have a Instagram uh, with Holystone Distilling. Um, yeah. My are you are, are normal people going to be allowed to be part of this guild or is it only for distillers well uh, <laughs> the name says distillers guild it, it, well, what if you want to be a supporter what if you want to be like a patreon we are we are working on and have worked take on your a, donation uh, right now jessica <laughs> that's one of the things that we've discussed is having like a i like you can have friends one of, my of the guild kind of <laughs> membership thing so yeah that's uh, sweet that that's would be awesome i've been hearing about this guild for almost two i know years. Just yeah. steve conlin told us about it when he was on our show like a year and a half yeah. ago we were yeah we haven't treat. done much <laughs> it's been, well we'll help you out it's been out a, tough, you a tough road but yeah 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 well, it's always tough to get but stuff yeah, like that fired up so yeah yeah and, and we've got you know there's distillery 36 uh you know ogden zone um uh hammer spring which is about to open is that the new one is that number 14 yeah they're they're gonna open i think like next week oh nice because water we know water pocket was number 13 so yeah yeah good old lucky number 13 yeah Yeah. hammerstone where are they are Are they they in salt lake hammer spring spring Um, they are out in west valley so there's kind of a cluster of distilleries oh are they out outlaws out there are they out Mm -hmm. by outlaw Kid Curry. I think Outlaw's in Sandy. Yeah, Outlaw's like Murray-ish. Yeah. They're everywhere. So are they out yeah. by Kid Curry and Water Waterpark yeah. in that area? Yeah, kind of that area. They're a little further north, I think. So, yeah. How do you, f- I, is that, how do you feel about being in like industrial areas like that? Is it a good space for distillers? You know, it's good Versus for... how, like, here's our building by itself. Yeah. No, it, uh, the thing about distilleries is it's a manufacturing mm-hmm. facility that happens to be cool and sexy and a fun place to visit. It's not a fun place to visit that happens to make liquor. So it's, you know, keeping that straight. Yeah. Being out in West Valley is great. Um, however... One of the challenges is selling. You know, you can do tastings, which is great. But it has to be at your production facility. Mm-hmm. You can sell bottles at your production facility. If you it's, have a package agency license. Yeah, if you have the package agency. And, you know, there's just uh, a lot of hoops to jump through um, just to sell your stuff you're making. So it's kind of a 
it's kind of a shame. I wish it would be easier. I wish it was easier. And most cities have no clue what to do when it comes to a distillery. You call them and you're like, hey, I want to open a distillery in your city. And they have... <laughs> Like, well, I mean, when you that? only have 14 in the state and here it is 2018, it's, yeah. you know, I don't know what the hell they're doing yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a learning process and. All those fucking hellions trying to make yeah. booze in the state. I thought we made laws against that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I think what we'll see is it'll continue to grow. Um, Salt Lake City um, has finally become a city that will allow distilleries uh, based on their zoning. Um, so Sean from the. Uh, bartending guild sean nevis uh from Waterwitch, uh he was instrumental in, in making that happen um so i i'm excited to see people take advantage of that um and it'll be nice to start seeing distilleries all over the place downtown you know um it'd be like a destination like the brewery byway is now then you can do like a distiller mm-hmm. what rhymes distillery with, what's a d what's another yeah. d word dick <laughs> no really door <laughs> database <laughs> i don't know there's a lot of deep no words. you're like a drive byway yeah Dude. there you go like a drive oh, distiller a distiller drive, drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know why so you know what i'm PDs. talking about i don't yeah. know yeah like in, in portland they have distillery row you can get a passport, and you, the passport gets you a free tour and tasting to all these distilleries. That's cool. So, the laws here would prevent that right. from happening. But, right. um, you know, we're making some progress, and now you can at least taste it. Yeah, as long as but you can only taste a couple, because then you'll be over the liquor limit and you can't drive anymore. Yeah, so you can do, it's a, a half ounce of, of each product, up to five products, Every twenty four hours or yeah. every day, and you basically. have to and you have to serve food with it, right? We have to have food available. Okay. It's like, like peanuts. Yeah. Well, it depends. Okay. Every every distillery has something like, different. I gotta pretzels. someone's lunches in the fucking fridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can there's, somebody there's have like oh, it could be bellies. like Jeremy's daughter, and they could just cut up their pockets. peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Hot pockets. Hot pockets. Hot five dollar hot pocket. I got some Totino's pizza rolls. Some fucking bagel bites in the freezer. <laughs> you should do like Ruby Snap and a distillery. Like uh, keep it local. I don't think that would taste good together. I'm just Alcohol thinking local. And, and it was sweets. just the first local yeah. thing Doesn't, that came to my mind. Some alcohol is really good with sweet stuff, yeah. but not, not much. I not much. Do. It takes a lot. Yeah. Nothing I drink is. We're brainstorming for your hair. Huh? Food you kiss. So we're brainstorming this here for free. food you kiss. This is free advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some Cheez Its. Yeah. No, and we're at Holy I prefer Stone. goldfish. <laughs> Well, they are delicious. So. <laughs> I got and they smile yeah. at you. Yeah. They smile back. Yeah. That is fucking creepy, by the way. It is the snack that smiles back. <laughs> it's creepy. But we've we've been talking at Holy Stone too. There's a good possibility that we'll be uh, we'll have some coffee as well. Mm. So we won't just be distilling. That would be amazing. Cool. Who's the one that Olio uh, works with? Uh, whole bean. The bean hole. The bean hole. Yeah, the bean yeah. hole. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that guy's great. Has some yeah. good stuff. So, so uh, one last question for you, and we'll let you go. Uh, we ask everyone this: you're you're a native Utahn, or pretty sort much of. native yeah. Utahn. You've been here, alternative high schools and all. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state that they needed to do before they left if they were coming here for their first time? Uh, that's a tough one. I would say find someone who knows the place in Salt Lake City, and and you'll have a good time. So. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people, like when I was in Houston, for example, I was out by NASA. We didn't go downtown Houston, 
and ask people and they're like, eh, this is Webster. There's nothing going on. You have to go to Houston. And I feel like that's kind of how Utah is right now. Um, there's plenty of good food, good booze to be had here. But I see a lot of people that, you know, come here, they go to a restaurant, they have issues with ordering a drink without getting food. And then they write a review about how terrible Salt Lake is and you can't get a drink. When in reality, if they had someone that was like, no, you just have to know where to go. You have to know where the water witch and, you know, bar yeah. X and lake effect and all these, all these great bars are. That are no longer private clubs, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You can actually go in and have, <laughs> have, have a real cocktail with real alcohol. As as and it will be posted and it will say, this is a bar, not a restaurant. So you can yeah. find them really super easy. Yeah. You don't want to get confused. And no. Where, where <laughs> and I, you're in the restaurant. You're like, what? I didn't want food. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Utah sometimes. I love it, but I hate it. Yeah, uh, it's a love hate for sure. Well, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a pleasant conversation. So have fun in Japan. Yeah, keep try, us posted and let, let us know when you're open. Try not to yeah, rub any for, Japanese for sure. dudes' faces on chain link fences. <laughs> I don't know if they'll have any chain link on the, the ship. I doubt. Yeah, I don't think they'll have any on a boat. Yeah, we'll see. That's where I put, they put the bad sailors in the chain link. Right? <laughs> alternative boat <laughs> the brig alright we're going to do some news um, we're going to go to a uh, a lighting round of news perhaps what do you guys think because I don't have a lot of time left mm. you're the time master <gasps> is somebody call me are you the gatekeeper? No, so, so I was letting somebody gatekeeper. out of the office the other day and she's like are you the key master and I said or she said are you the yeah, she said, are you the key master? And I said, I don't know. Are you the gatekeeper? And she just looked at me. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> she just doesn't even fucking get the reference that no. she's making. Was it the young girl in your office? No, she was. She's the probably, I guess I would call him matter. like the vice president's wife. So she's like the second most in charge wife, but she also works there. So there was a big fire on I-15. Freaking ruined the end of Will and Grace. Uh, it did. <laughs> It cut, so they were going to explain. Ten minutes, cut ten minutes off. They were going to explain why show? Vince and Will, and Will broke up. What is it? Will is and it, Grace. Is it new oh. episodes? Yeah. yeah, they're doing twelve new episodes. Yeah. Brand new episodes. Yeah. Just fucking watch fire. it on Hulu. Or just go to your on demand and watch it. Yeah, but it, no, it cut it off. It just came out though. Cause, I mean, it, like it, that was the live air. Well, yeah, remember, remember when we have shows oh, interrupted yeah. by by local news, breaking news that everyone needs to hear about. So it was a big story. Uh, a diesel tanker caught on fire. It was pretty amazing. It, I feel bad for everyone that was stuck yeah. in the traffic because they closed not only the freeway, everything. but everything around it. They because it to. wasn't just a tanker. It was a double tanker. Well, it was a double tanker of, of fuel. And basically when that happens, they just have to let it burn out. But the problem is because it's on fire, it was on a bridge on an overpass, basically. Uh, at the south a, It's in a weird spot. Have you driven over it? I have not because I don't take I-15 very often. It's in a weird spot on I-15. But it's uh, it's hap that kind of stuff's happened before. Remember, it happened out. Happened in, last year. Was it last year a, or the year before? A few years ago, it happened in Davis County and fucked up the entire freeway. Because yeah. yeah, that one was right in the middle. Two of days the before this, in almost the exact same spot as where I saw that car fire. Oh, so the one you sent me the picture of the smoke. The car was on fire. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that, we shouldn't drive past. Maybe that it's spot. something. That to was do with some that. pretty serious damage, though. <gasps> Uh, we should have him close down the freeway and do a paranormal investigation and see if there's a fire ghost there. It's, it's ghosts. God. <laughs> you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> why don't you, while you're out there, why don't you just sprinkle some fucking holy water and burn sage? 
Just have a say, just plant some sage bushes right there. If there's some bones, I'm gonna lick them. This is Utah, you know they're already there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was. Uh, Are the drivers okay? People don't listen to the news story because they said that immediately. They're like, his brake, his brakes got caught out. on, yeah, his brakes, his caught, brakes on fire. caught on fire. He got out, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, I hope the driver's okay." I'm like, that was the first thing that they well, said. And, and he and he tried to put the fire out, but the fire extinguisher he had just wasn't big well, enough by that point. So, do you remember that truck that I talked about like the week before oh, yeah, or the, whatever? Had the meltdown. Yeah, I guess he did get his fire extinguisher out, and his didn't work either. And what it was is it, it was like some electrical harness that's in there had like, I think disconnected and wrapped around something. So it's the harness that caught on fire. Uh, yeah. But he pulled off to the side of the road and it, it just wasn't in a more, is it in at a, a populated area? And of course there wasn't fuel involved, but the truck hour. burned yeah, down, but the truck burned down to the ground. Just to, like, like you see remnants in this picture of just like tires and stuff. Like that's what you saw of that, that tractor too. So I'm, I'm starting to, I'm like, what, what the hell's going on with the, the tractor trailers? <laughs> Somebody needs to fix something. So, uh, spontaneous combustion. Here's yeah. an interesting report that just came out. Uh, Utah has two cities in the top 10 for, uh, best performing cities. So the milk and Institute index. We're so, one in 10. Provo was number one. And really what this is based off of is, uh, job creation. Uh, so Provo last year created 5,500 new jobs. It's been tagged. Provo warm area has been tagged as a technology hotbed. Is it, uh, is it technically Provo though, or is it the businesses that have moved into Provo? Well, it's the city of Provo and businesses don't move into cities for no reason. So there's, there's incentives to do that. Provo's you know, BYU's probably got some hand in that, some of the stuff that they've been doing. Um, but it's, it's a huge thing. Salt Lake City, incidentally, ranked number 10 out of that list. Uh, so, and we're in the likes of Raleigh, North Carolina, which was number two, uh, San Francisco, Fort Collins, Colorado, which is also a big technology hotbed. Um, Nashville. I think that's where there's two Florida cities. Because I always hear about those stupid people in Florida, but I guess there's some smart ones there, too. So, so Sarasota <laughs> and uh, Kissimmee, Orlando, Kissimmee. Well, that's interesting. This doesn't surprise me, though. Orlando's like this weird fucking... I'm just kidding you. Well, I mean, if it was like Pensacola, I'd be concerned because that's like fucking panhandle, dirty bullshit south area of Florida. Um, but that was that's kind of cool. And I just... I mean, we, we talk about it a lot, but there are companies, Adobe's here... Um, with a huge office here. Uh, and there's just a bunch of tech companies out here. There's there's a lot. That Silicon Slope Summit, by the way, uh, I didn't get a chance to make it to it, but uh, a couple of the guys that I work closely with did. Uh, they said it was fantastic. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that's, that's occurring in, in Utah that makes it a good place to live. Um, and then there's things like that. Like the ID theft ring that they busted up down in southern Utah. Um, that maybe are a little bit different. So that is one of the other things that Utah is known for. We have a lot of ID theft, uh, identity theft, and fraud. Uh, Isn't that, that kind of technology too? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Anymore. Uh, but they did break up a pretty big ring uh, that had uh, hundreds of pieces. This is what they said. Hundreds of pieces of evidence of stolen uh, checks, credit cards, driver licenses. All the people uh, that did it were numbers, from California, though. Phones, manufacturing equipment for stuff, um, everything they needed to produce IDs. So they were from uh, Sherman Oaks, California, Moreno Valley, uh, 
Yorba Linda. Yorba Linda, California. But they were all in Washington County. So that's but you know what's funny area. is it's well, because they were renting a property and they used one of their fake credit cards. <laughs> that's what got them busted. But that's the thing. They may be from <laughs> California, but this kind of stuff happens a lot. Oh, I know. I, I'm just saying all of the people that did it were from California. And one of the reasons it happens so much here is people are fucking gullible here. They're really gullible. They're really trusting. Trusting. Uh, and so well, there's a lot of fraud that occurs out here. St. George where you got all the retired folk. Yeah, the old people that don't know anything. And, and allow college their, students Allow their town council to ban solar inside the city. Like, dumbasses. In uh, one of the sunniest places. <laughs> I know, it's fucking stupid, right? So um, I, I, I want to bring up this article. So we have that stupid DUI law, the .05. And there was a... Uh, uh, the National uh, Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine put out a uh, study, and I hate saying when maybe someone might have gotten something right, but there's some evidence that suggests maybe Utah was correct. Well, they're asking other states to follow suit now. Yeah, so they're making some recommendations. Um, they, they had a whole bunch of key recommendations after this study, so it was... Um, I don't know exactly where the study... I mean, it was commissioned by the government, um, but it doesn't say what the study actually included. Um, but basically, they they noted that the DUI threshold should probably be dropped to 0.05. Uh, they ha- cited studies that show the ability to operate a vehicle begins to deteriorate at lower BAC levels uh, more frequently. Uh, so Aus- Austria, Denmark, Japan uh, have all got that same level. Uh, alcohol tax. They basically said they should increase taxes significantly. They basically said, screw you people who drink. I mean, I know that this is all good and, and I, I'm not against protecting people and stuff, but seriously, it's like um, increase alcohol tax, decrease availability, decrease advertising, um, have special courts, have, you know, sobriety checkpoints. It's like, so, I don't think that most of the people who are really out there drunk driving consistently are going to places where they're paying a lot for drinks. Well, so there are some, there are some things here that, that make sense to me. Advertising, for example, look, alcohol, I mean, cigarettes are terrible for you. You can't advertise tobacco products anymore on TV. Honestly, I don't think alcohol should be something that's able to be advertised in that same manner. Um, and that's, that's probably the most conservative thing you'll ever hear me say. Um, but I, I just don't know that there's a, a need to advertise alcohol in that manner. I also don't believe they should allow prescription drug advertisements at all, ever, period. Hey, this migraine headache medicine might give you a headache. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, some of the new fucking side see more commercials. prescription drug commercials than God, It drives me bonkers. It drives me absolute bonkers. And why the fuck should they be? I mean, prescription drugs should be identified by your doctor as the correct prescription for you. As, as a patient, you should not be telling your doctor doctor what you think you should be taking because based on a my commercial. goddamn commercial. Doctor, I think I have depression. Can you give me the drug with all the squiggly lines on the commercial? Like, Even though it causes anal leakage, I still think yeah. it's right for me. Well, the best one, like Brie was joking, there is a drug for migraines now, and in the commercial, it says one of the side effects is it may cause headaches. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this migraine medication might give you a headache. How do you know if it was the medication or if it just didn't fucking work and you still have your migraine? Well, a headache is different than a migraine. It is. It is. But it's but also it, a precursor but, but to I, a migraine. And, and I, but I, I mean, I, your point is not lost on me. It's like the, you know, the 
the bladder control ones that say, you know, may cause a urinary tract infection. <laughs> like, well, I think I'd rather just have to pee all the time than have a UTI, <laughs> but thanks. So, you know, some of the other stuff that they had, um, the, the alcohol tax. Personally, I don't think a higher tax serves a purpose there. I get that it makes it more cost prohibitive, but basically you're saying, well, if you're you know poor, you can't have a drink because you're not responsible. I know their point of emphasis is to try and keep it out of the hands of kids, but to do that, you just need to be better at enforcing minors and possession. Well, that's and stuff okay. Like that. So that goes to to my point of saying, I don't think that some of these making it uh, you know increasing the taxes or making it harder to get is necessarily aimed at the right people. I don't think it aims it at the right demographic because it's not like kids are going to bars or places where they're already IDing and charging that tax anyway, right? They're getting yeah. it from their parents' well, liquor cabinet that already paid for the, it or whatever. The point, the thing, one of the problems I have with this is the point of a tax is not to dissuade you from purchasing. Now, a tariff is a different a different scenario altogether, which is a type of tax. But a tax on something like cigarettes, a high tax on cigarettes, the point of that is not to dissuade you from smoking, although that's a side effect. The point of the higher tax on cigarettes is to help pay for the public health care costs that are a direct result of people smoking. I don't think you have the same level of costs from alcohol. And you go after the people who drink and drive to pay those kinds of costs anyway, or at least you should. Right. So I, I don't know. I, some, I get it. Um, and it is weird to, to see a study say, hey, that is, uh, that is actually something that, that we think, the lower, the lower legal limit. Um, I think they should tax these uh, soda places higher because of the sugar content. I agree, 100%. That, that they're causing diabetes. I think, I think soda should have a massive tax. Or like, you know, New York. Like, you're just not allowed to sell stuff over this big, humongous size. Like, who really needs a Coke that's bigger than your whole body? <laughs> who needs to have the women the, that go to so delicious every single morning who needs to have a gallon <laughs> Four or five of whiskey times. with a shot of extra sugar in it who needs to have a gallon of whiskey yeah we don't buy it by the gallon so I'm okay with that I bet you we've got like 20 30 40 gallons on our liquor cabinet right though. but we're not buying it by the gallon but people do I know and that's why I'm saying so yeah I, I see that we don't do that so yeah, we also we also don't buy sixty four ounce sodas at no. Soda Shack every day. I could see you getting into that habit though. I don't like soda that much. Soda's a chaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fill that up with whiskey too? See, then I'd go to Soda Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but don't uh, drink and drive, Jeremy. I'd save it till I got home. No, then the ice starts to melt. You got to start drinking it on the way. True. Then it's an open container violation. So somebody the other day wanted to know why an open container violation was so harsh. And I was like, because you don't know if they're actually actually drinking right then or not. Like, just throw out your trunk, dude. Because it's against a lot of drink and drive and you're literally drinking and driving. Or, or you may not be, but they don't know that when, you know, if you had a drink at somebody's house and you're maybe way below, but you've got this open bottle, they don't know what you've been doing. Put it out of reach. Yep. Put it in the back seat behind your seat. Or put it in the trunk. Is that, that's that trunk. simple. Uh, okay, so I don't think we can end the show before we talk about the government shutdown that happened for three days. Um, Especially since our own very own Mike Lee. Did I get voted? I haven't been around the news all so, day. So. Yeah, so, it, so the government shut down because they couldn't come to an agreement before the deadline. Um, what was voted on in the Senate uh, that passed, which allowed funding for, is this 
for an extended. Ex- essentially till February 8th, I believe. Um, it was an 82 to 18 vote that passed the Senate. Um, the two Republicans that voted against that were Mike Lee, and I don't remember who the other one was. You know, because the government shutdown doesn't fucking hurt Utah tremendously. You know, if if parks, if national parks had closed, thank God they didn't. Uh, they all stayed open for the extra day. It right. took for them to agree to something, but they didn't close. But they didn't have they didn't have rangers there, so it's not like they were still paying people to work. They were like, yeah, find somewhere where you have cell service and call nine one one. Yeah, so they were going to op- stay open without rangers. And the anywhere. states weren't making any revenue because they left the gates open but weren't charging anybody to get in. The states don't make that revenue anyway. Well, but my point is, is like, it did affect it even though the states were the parks were it, open. It didn't affect us. It was a day, uh, and it didn't really affect us. Doesn't mean it couldn't. And we're not out of the water because they still have to come to an agreement by the first week of February, or we're in the same boat. I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted how Mike Lee continues to fucking vote. In favor of keeping, you know, the government shut down. And how does he keep getting reelected? Name I, recognition. It's 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 mind boggling to me. I don't even think it's name recognition. It's that fucking letter R after his name. But having the government shut down affects Utah in such a negative way. I mean, the 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 dollar revenue lost last time was like twenty thirteen, I think. Uh, it was shut down for three weeks essentially. It was 16 days, not even quite three weeks. And the amount of revenue that was lost in the state was tremendous. Um, just for two weeks. Should come out of there, put paychecks. <sighs> Fuck, I wish it did. Well, and you, you saw Mia Love was going to refuse pay while it was shut down. I mean, it means nothing, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just a noble gesture. But, I mean, at least she made that gesture. I don't know. It's just um, annoying. It's just annoying that that they can't, Put imagine, their shit aside for long enough. Can you imagine, Bria, at your work if if right? they couldn't make a decision so they just shut the company down for three weeks while they tried to decide what to well, do? Yeah. Or they asked you to come to work and not be paid like the military has to right. deal with. Or, or, you know, you have all these outstanding contracts and things and they're like, yeah, I know that we signed a contract, but we're the government and we're we're... We're just not going to fulfill it. Well, Trump is in charge, and he's pretty good at not paying his employees. Well, so. the stupid thing is, is there's quotes from him saying during during the shutdown that the president should be in charge of that shit. Like, the president shouldn't let that shit happen. But I'm sure now he's got every excuse in the book for saying why he couldn't help it. Well, it's not his job. It, whether it is or isn't isn't the point. It is, it is not his job. It's not his responsibility. I mean, it is. He has to sign some of the right. stuff. But at the same time, and he has to negotiate things because it's a big, it's all big play. But at the end of the day, it's the Senate and the House that have to get together and come up with a budget to keep the company running, company, country running. But that's um, not the point. My point is, is he's a hypocritical ass. <laughs> like he's made comments about it, how it should be the president's responsibility, whether it is or isn't. And now that he's the president and, and the government be. shuts down, you know, it's it's not his fault, which, like you said, it's really not. But it's the comments that he well, says and the people that don't care. about. And them. some could argue that it is in part his fault because of basically the breakdown happened in that DACA meeting, in that meeting to try and extend DACA and figure out a way. There are two sticking points in the budget that the Democrats are, are having having trouble with. One is DACA and the other is the CHIP program. And those are the two issues that have really hung up this budget agreement between the Republicans and the Democrats in Congress. So anyway, that was some national news uh, on the New Utah podcast. Um, hey, we're, we're part of the nation. 
That could be argued, yes. <laughs> it was just argued. Well, it's because our boy voted it. No, that's what it boils down to. Thanks again to our guest, uh, Ethan. Um, Ethan. Chain link. Chain link. It's <laughs> a pretty amazing story. <laughs> Especially for as young as he was. Fucking third grade or whatever. So, I, I kind of was like, I wonder if Daniel do something like that. Yeah, he did. Rub somebody's face on chain link. Uh, in fourth or fifth grade, he threw a ball at someone. Uh, no, they threw a ball at him when he wasn't looking, uh, like a like a kickball, like a four square ball or whatever it was back in the day. And uh, he threw the kid down so hard he knocked him out, out cold. Kid did not wake up until after the ambulance had taken him away from the school. <laughs> so yes, my brother has done stuff like that. Alternative school for him was juvenile detention. State <laughs> juvenile detention. Like, I guess there was one more level that we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, juvie. Uh, but anyway, uh, this has been the New Utah Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please share it. Uh, come visit us on Twitter at TNU Podcast or our blog, thenewutah.com. If you have something coming up that you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, you can reach out to us on Facebook. Um, Jess is happy to take suggestions. Um, <laughs> Eventually, we'll we'll do a soap making class where you bring your own rope and you put soap on it. Um, <laughs> We're excited. But that's about it. Uh, thanks again, James, to hosting us in your house of wonders. There's always something fun to play with here. And <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs>